At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. Oh, it's a big day. We are heading into the NFL's Hall of Fame day, and you and I have already had one conversation with a Hall of Famer. Yeah, not bad. It's a pretty good day so far. Tell you what, Mike Singletary, uh, in person, still looks like he could play the Mike spot. Oh my gosh. One of the, when you talk about presence, you know when you're around someone and you're just like, oh, that person just walked into the room. Right. Uh, standing literally how far away were we uh, almost uncomfortably you know nine inches face to face with Mike Singletary <laughs> microphone we had to be close we I'm, had to be on him I was like wow this is um I don't want to use the word intimidating because he was incredibly kind right but you're, you're just your breath is almost taken away a little bit uh, in having that conversation he was a coach of a couple of buddies of mine Adam Snyder up in uh, San Francisco when he was the head coach there Navarro Bowman great linebacker I played with him at Penn State and uh, it's interesting when when I, he was spoken of as a coach from these guys the one word that was really present was intensity it was just everything was intense mm-hmm. everything had purpose everything had reason and I'll tell you 
I got that same impression today. We we did a quick interview with him. Right. We just shook hands, had a quick uh, – I mean, it was a lovely chat. The guy, everything he says, it feels weighty. It feels oh, important. Even when we walked out and he was like, God bless you guys, I was like, yes! <laughs> Amen! We're going to make All it! All right! Uh, so, anyway, Mark and Rich, we are live, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. He's out at the Combine for the Alliance of American Football. He's going to be one of the head coaches. Yep, yep. And so we stopped by out there on our way in today and uh, and said hello to Mike. And I don't bring uh, that up so that we can name drop. I bring it up for two reasons. A, he said something really, really interesting with regard to what Terrell Owens is doing today uh, with regard to his Hall of Fame speech. We'll have that for you. But I also bring it up for this reason. So when you think of someone like Mike Singletary, immediately your mind goes to history. You go back in your mind, if you're old enough to remember Mike Singletary playing, he's the guy that kind of led John Madden to coin the phrase linebacker eyes. Uh, There's a lot of history there. This is an all-time great. And I think that whenever we're talking about a person and we want to know who that is and what that person's story is, the first thing our mind does is it goes back. Well, the same thing happened for me this week with this entire Urban Meyer story. Mm. Okay, Urban Meyer, one of the top coaches in college football, and here's this story, and for many, it came out of the clear blue. Right. Like, oh my gosh, certainly didn't see this coming. Well, hold on. Let's go back. Let's find out who this person is and take a look at history, Uh, because Even when someone flies kind of above the law, when something comes up like this, go, okay, wait a minute. Does this fit the profile or not? And that matters. Ask anybody in law enforcement. It's the first thing they're going to go to. Profile, history, record, motive. Does this all make sense? Well, with Urban Meyer, it absolutely does. Now, I'm not here to tell you, and Rich, you won't be either, that we know exactly what happened and on what day. Nobody does. Right? Actually, I'll tell you what. A couple people do. A couple well, people do. A couple do. people do. We're not those people. Right. So, it's not high and mighty over Urban Meyer and every minute of every day. But, let's stick to simply what we do know. And then we're going to hear from Zach Smith the alleged abuser, wide receiver coach, Ohio State now fired. Here's what I do know about Urban Meyer so that we cannot come at all of us with what you don't know. Here's what we do know. In six seasons at Florida, his players experienced over 30 arrests, and they were not for jaywalking. They were for felonies like suspected murder, aggravated stalking, aggravated assault, and stealing and using the credit card of a deceased woman. When I was in New England, one of Urban Meyer's coached and starred players was drafted by the Patriots, and he was drafted awfully low oh. considering how talented he was, and that's Aaron May or excuse me, not Aaron Mayman, Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez. Aaron Hernandez was one of the greatest football players I think I ever laid eyes on. He was unbelievably athletic for his size and his capability to catch in traffic and his fearlessness to navigate the field was like something I've never seen before out of out of an athlete his size. But he was also convicted, charged of, and put in jail for double homicide. 
And this is one of the many, many perpetrators of several underhanded things during his time in college that Urban Meyer had in his system at, at Florida. And then, as you know, took a step back for health reasons, took about 20 months off from the coaching profession. <laughs> he had to really, really circle the wagons and figure yeah. out what was best for him and his family next. Do we know that, by the way? That's what he said. Uh-huh. Because health problems at a very young age yeah. that force you to leave a phenomenal job and then they mysteriously go away in the next 18 months when things calm down and another plum job opens up. Now, I don't know exactly what he was experiencing health-wise, but I do know many stories of coaches who find their way to a different address right before the authorities arrive. So I'll leave that right there. Here's something else we know. He lied at Big Ten Media Day. He did lie. And he was not misleading. He lied. He made up a story. He said, I got a text message last night. And it was like, wow, what is this 2015 situation? I've never heard of such a thing. Why would you make a story like that up? Okay, that's a story. That's not, whoops, I said it wrong. That is a story you concocted in your head to say into a microphone so that you could out and out lie to the public to protect your program and your money. And that that question was asked by Brent McMurphy, who did investigative research on all this. He found police reports back from 2009 about the person in question here, who is Zach Smith, a wide receiver coach, who he not only had on his staff at Florida, but retained him again on his staff at Ohio State, who was found... Well, I shouldn't say found guilty of, but he was arrested for domestic violence during his tenure with Urban in Florida during the year of 2009. And then again, had a domestic violence altercation and allegations made against him in 2015. And that is precisely what you're talking about. He denied any knowledge of this, even though his wife was receiving text messages from Courtney Smith, the abused. Look, believe what you want. Urban knew. Oh. I, I mean, believe what you want. Well, like, even, I, even he has now admitted that he knew, and he will have all of you believe that once he tells his athletic director, his hands are clean. Right. So here's something else we know. Urban Meyer did not view multiple domestic violence incidents to be worthy of dismissal of a staff member. That's what we know. And here's another fact that we know. Uh, as of today, 109 Pacific Time, August 4th, 2018, he has not felt it necessary to mention or express regret to Courtney Smith, the victim in this case, uh, proven text messages at a minimum that Zach Smith choked her while on vacation in Punta Cana. Right. Okay, so that's what we know right now. Here's what Zach Smith will have you believe. He went on the offensive yesterday. Wow, wasn't it interesting that it was right alongside Urban Meyer's release statement? It's almost like the two of them are talking about how to handle this PR. Strange. Zach Smith went on 105.7 The Zone in Ohio and said this about the allegations. We had a volatile relationship. It was toxic, and by, by the end of it, it was, it was just flat out needed to end. There was a lot of aggressive situations, and the only, only thing that absolutely true is i've never committed domestic abuse against her okay except for that brett mcmurphy then released a text message chain uh literally hours later uh, where you admitted to 
choking her and strangling her at Putacana. Yeah. Look, you know, I'm a pretty big guy. Uh, my wife was an athlete at Penn State. I knew, I've known her 12 years. We've gone into some hot situations. <laughs> Married couples argue. Engaged couples argue. Girlfriend and boyfriend, they argue. And we went through all of these stages of life together, lived in several cities, had a lot of turbulent moments. But I'll tell you what, even, even when things got hot, even when situations got to their boiling point, even when she attacked me physically, and I'm not, I'm not making accusations here, I probably deserved it. I didn't have to put hands on a woman uh, to the level that he did. And there is picture proof that Zach Smith, I mean, yep. like Courtney Smith have has provided picture proof of the abuses she endured. Yeah, you, look, when, you, when you're a man, uh, and, and this is in most situations, I don't know if it's every single situation, physiologically you're you're of greater size and strength than the person you're arguing with or having an aggressive situation with right you remove yourself from the situation without putting hands on a woman no ifs ands or buts That's just you don't deal. ever need to put hands on a woman by the way we all know that you've had some hot situations with your wife you now have two kids oh, well. um all right Hi-oh. zach smith also said this Hi-oh. on espn <laughs> he suggests a little levity every now and again oh yeah he suggests Urban Meyer should not lose his job. I'd be heartbroken for Ohio State, for the players, for him and his family, because it's, it's not right. It's not. If that happens, it's dead wrong. Coming from somebody who knows. I was in all the meetings. I know exactly what he knew. I know exactly what he did. If he loses his job, it's flat wrong. And this is the guy who fired me. He, it's, it would be the, a crime. Rich, you know that I have a policy in sports media. I don't call it my job to decide who loses their job and who gets a job. I'm not paid for that. I'm not qualified for that. Uh, Ohio State's going to make that decision. And so, by the way, is the public sentiment. Um, But I don't like the karma that comes with me telling everybody who's hired and fired. So we're just going to put this out there. And then everybody gets to have their own opinion. And in fact, I promise you what a major corporation in a situation like this is doing. Why does it take so much time? Why do they put someone on administrative leave? Because they want to dip their toe in the water and they want to hear what people think. That's an opportunity on a national sports radio network for you at 877-99 on Fox to be heard as to what Ohio State should do next. 877-99 on Fox. We'll take your calls in a moment. It's Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Okay, Pete Futak in 10 minutes, collegefootballnews.com. Bruce Hooley, next hour, 105.7 The Zone in Columbus. That's the station that had Zach Smith. James Laurinaitis also on the guest list today. Um, We're excited to be here on Fox Sports Radio, Mark and Rich. All right, 877-99 on Fox. Uh, We're coming to your calls here in just a second. You know, there are situations, again, where I, I do end up in a spot where I'm, uh, I'm struggling a little bit because I don't, I do not allow myself to go on the air and call for people's jobs. Here's what I will do. What I heard yesterday from Urban Meyer, not mentioning Courtney Smith, admitting freely to lying and saying, hey, I sent it up the flagpole, that's all I really need to do as opposed to taking responsibility for twice 
2009-2015, keeping a domestic abuser on your staff. Uh, having Zach Smith then go on the offensive and talk about all the things he didn't do, even though it's been proven that he did do it. Right. All of these things, unacceptable. Like, yeah. unacceptable. Well, and also, let's just, I mean, look where we are. I, I mean, this is the, the day and age where more than ever, through social media and social change, women have more of a voice than they ever have. We're seeing the Me Too movement. Uh, we're seeing the, uh, the 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 wage gap close up some. Thank that's, God for all these things. That's getting more. De- yeah, you're raising a daughter. I'm raising two sons. They better damn treat women right. right. Like, it's just how it goes. There's no exceptions there. So, there's the deal. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not going to call for his job. I'm not going to opine whether or not he should have a job. I'll give you my guess. I'll give you my guess right now. Guess, and if I'm going to predict whether or not Urban Meyer is going to be the head coach of the Ohio State Buckeyes come this season, my guess is absolutely not. I agree with you. It's just surviving that sort of program-wide, university-wide. Because mind you, Shelly Meyer, who is receiving text messages from the wife of Zach Smith, Courtney Smith, was sending text messages to Shelly Meyer uh, explaining the abuses. She works at the university in the nursing department. She's a university employee, so this is going to go far and beyond the football team. But for all this in today's day and age, I mean, I just couldn't imagine the circumstance where he survives this from an employment standpoint. So try to imagine the press conference with the Ohio State Athletic Director and say, okay, what is it he's going to say? To explain to the world why <laughs> Urban Meyer gets to stay, I, 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 that, like there, there's, there's really, there, there's really nothing to say there. And keep this in mind: when Urban Meyer's statement says, "Hey, I'm sorry, I did know, and I told my bosses," and remember, nothing happened. So what that means is Urban Meyer just put all of their jobs on notice as well, and therefore the people who are making this decision no longer are feeling loyalty to Urban Meyer because he just sold all of them down the river too. Think about Zach Smith as well. In the comments we just heard from him from uh, the Columbus area radio station that he did the interview on, he he basically said Urban did nothing wrong. He shouldn't be fired. He said he'd be heartbroken if he was fired. He'd be heartbroken for the university and the (laughs) football program. Okay? He's turning his back on the university, too. He's saying whatever happened wasn't Urban's fault. So then uh, the next necessary step, you have to ask, well, then whose is it? And obviously, all eyes point upstairs at Ohio State. Uh, Andrew in Cleveland, thank you for calling Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Andrew, go ahead. Hi, guys. How you doing? What's up? Uh, You know, this is a tricky one, and interestingly enough, I I talked to my wife about it, and I wanted to get her opinion, and obviously in this day and age, I mean, well, what Zach did is absolutely disgusting and and abhorrent. Uh, The the issue she brought up, she said, well, nothing is happening. So as the football coach, what's the coach's responsibility? The coach's responsibility is to protect basically his players, correct? Um, I wouldn't refer to it that way. I understand what you mean, but, uh, you know, I always look at, at a certain point, Andrew, we just become human beings. Like, let, no, let's, I, let, right, I, like, like let's forget the job for a second. His responsibility, uh, in this particular case, I would say would be, 
uh, to not keep empowering and enabling repeatedly a domestic abuser, no matter what his job is. No, I agree with that. Uh, He was fired, though, correct? Uh, No, he was not fired until three weeks ago. And, in fact, he was fired about 10 hours after Brett McMurphy asked the question at Big Ten Media Day that alerted Ohio State that somebody in the media knows something. And so there's no confusion. That's Zach Smith who's been fired. Urban Meyer just placed on administrative leave with the university. No, I, I understand that. I guess what I'm thinking is, okay, let's say you, you have a close relationship. He probably has a close relationship with, with his coaches. The coaches' wives have a, probably a close relationship. And this is the perspective my wife said. She said if, if uh, Zach's wife came to me and said, this is what happened, you know, my wife, who, who is actually in counseling and things, the first thing is, one, let's get you help. Two, have you reported it to the police? Now, and then you kind of go with what, that, what, she, what her wishes are. I don't know if she really, I mean, what it seems like is, did she really want this initially a public thing? Well, let's I, add, I think Andrew, kind of- yeah, Andrew, thanks. Let's add uh, some more information to what you're saying, and it's this that uh, it's also now on record that Courtney Smith, her first call was to her own parents. She made a call to Zach Smith's dad. And the advice from both of them, and this is disgusting, by the way, the advice from both of them was, you can't go to the authorities. Zach will lose his job. Once again, this is cultural amongst big-time college football fans and programs. We place the football and the money ahead of human safety. We do it all the time. It's what blew up Penn State. It's what is blowing up Ohio State. It has happened repeatedly in big programs all over the country. It goes beyond even the program and the insular nature of college football and football in general. Even at the high school football level, the ideals are kept you know, I wouldn't say everything's played close to the vest is how I would describe it. But in situations like this, what you're also abutting against is a change of theory of how to handle these things. I, her parents, her own parents. Come on. I, look, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're all, most of us, talking and we're on the level. This stuff is wrong. But there was a generation not too long ago that widely excused this sort of behavior. And her stand, parents. Stand by your man. Her parents yeah. may it may be of that generation, and the advice she received, while it seems absurd, especially given the situation now where she's come public and she's explained how violent some of these altercations have been, uh, there's proof of that, both in picture form and text messages exchanged between her and her ex-husband, Zach. It, it all seems absurd, but at the time, her parents were thinking about her children. Yeah. We're thinking about right. the right. future the right. future of her family that she was building with her husband at the time, Zach. And and I don't subscribe to that newsletter. <laughs> you better no. believe well, it. You, would. You, if I had a daughter, that's not the advice I'd be giving her. People are trying but to But that's say, yeah. you're up against a lot here. You're right. not just up against the program trying to protect itself. You're also up against some old ways of thinking that are being challenged in moments like well, these. Well, people try to save something that doesn't exist. It's yes. like, oh, keep yes. the family dynamic together. Yes. There is no family dynamic if you're hitting mom. Uh, I'm excited to get the female perspective here. Denise in Cleveland. Uh, Denise, thank you for calling. Hi, thanks for hearing me out. Hey, um, I agree with Andrew from Cleveland. It might be a Cleveland thing, I don't know. But, um, like, really, 
I don't understand how it has anything to do with Urban. You know, huh. that's her issue with her family. And that's a private thing. And then for her to go on TV and, and announce all this stuff, I don't know. I just, I don't agree with it. I don't think it has, I don't think Urban Meyer should be held responsible. At what level do we let go of responsibility? I mean, if, if we were responsible for all of our employees, Hold on. So many, there's so De- much abuse. Denise, no one's holding Urban Meyer responsible for the abuse. You understand that now? No, what I know people, that. people are holding Urban responsible for, no for not acting and, let's not forget, now participating in a cover-up. I don't know if it's he, so much a cover-up or he just lied. To stay out of it. Of course it's a cover-up. He, th- th- this did not go... Th- At what point do you jump out of it? What point do you get out of it? I mean, you don't want to be drugging at everything that all your employees are doing. I mean, you just got to stay out of it. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. hang on, hang on. No, no. Hey, you know, Denise, and thank you for the call, and, and that's impassioned because I think, honestly, to a certain degree... If all of a sudden something like this was happening to me and I was in charge of employees, you know, and, and, and this is spiraling out of control, while I don't think lying about it is appropriate, I do understand the, the take that, well, what's his responsibility? Well, here's his responsibility. He signed a contract that says he has to report this sort of behavior if it happens with staff members that are coaching underneath him. I mean, it's black and white print. Well, and, and his answer would be he did do that. Right. However, now he's now more than once done that with a wide receiver coach, kept him on staff, and then lied about it after the fact when asked point blank. All right, we're not done with this. Definitely want to hear more. 877-99 on Fox. Pete Futek, College Football News, is going to join us in 60 seconds. Right now, David Gascon. Uh, with the latest as well. David, what's going on today, bud? What's up, man? I didn't see you guys this morning. No, we just uh, we went oh. stealth mode. We uh, we snuck in. Uh, you know, we were down the street talking to a Hall of Famer, and uh, so we just had to jump right in uh, and straight to the show. I appreciate that, yeah. guys. Well, thanks for stopping on by for yeah, a Yeah, bit. no problem. <laughs> Anytime. For the next three and a half, no big deal. <laughs> Uh, guys, we got a, lots of things going on today. Major League Baseball, Red Sox and Yankees. It's on FS1 as we speak. Boston leads right now 2-0. Reds took apart the Nationals in game one of a doubleheader 7-1. Padres in a hole 5-0, and now the Cubbies are holding on to a one-run advantage at Wrigley. It's in the bottom of the seventh inning, but it's 5-4 Chicago. Later on tonight, you get the Dodgers and Astros from Chavez Ravine. Angels in Cleveland doing battle with the Indians. National Football League news. Tennessee Titans have signed Kenny Vaccaro. Bengals have signed quarterback C.J. Goodwin. He's been away by four different teams since December. And in college athletics, Clemson has agreed on a 10-year extension worth $58 million with Nike. And, guys, I'll end with this since college football is right around the corner. Alabama quarterback Jalen Hurts addressed the media today and some particular situations brewing with him, head coach Nick Saban. This is a situation that is uncontrollable. Coaches can't control this situation. They'll dictate who plays, but as far as other variations to it, they don't control it, honestly. Like I said, this whole spring, they kind of wanted to let it play out. They kind of, guess, didn't think it was a thing or tried to let it die down like it wasn't something there there's always been an elephant in the room no one came up to me the whole spring coaches included no one asked me how i felt so now it's like when we try and kind of handle the situation now it's, it's too late the narrative has already been created yeah this all stems from when nick saban told uh, media outlets during sec media day that he didn't know if hertz would actually be on the opening day roster so now it's his chance to uh, mm. acknowledge that and take some shots along the way wow wow 
college football certainly um, bringing the drama here to start yeah, the season yeah. here in August, isn't it? <laughs> um, okay, Dave, good stuff. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, back to your call shortly, 877-99 on Fox. But right now, Pete Futak, publisher, collegefootballnews.com, joins us. Find him on Twitter, at Pete Futak. Pete, great to have you. So uh, what do you think happens? You mean with Jalen Hurts? Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I mean with Urban Meyer. Oh, I was going to say, Jalen Hurts, good luck with that. I don't <laughs> think that's going to go too well for you there. So, I, Well, first of all, I was right there. So, like, I was, uh, like, like two feet away from Urban during Big Ten Media Days when he was, you know, talking about all this stuff. Uh, I, honestly, I don't know. The, the big takeaway is we don't know why he was saying this at Media Day to begin with, even before this all blew up. I mean, all you had to do is just kind of say, look, it's a university matter. We can't, I can't talk about it. It's being handled by Ohio State University, and it's on to Cincinnati. Like, we can't, they just don't talk. Just, I don't know why he did this. Obviously, it doesn't make the situation better. Lying to the media, especially football media, doesn't matter at all. However, when you do that and you poke the bear, it just makes it look a whole lot bit worse at this point. Yeah, why is the question that keeps coming up here, why would he lie at media day? Why wouldn't he just say no comment or it's a university issue? Why would he keep Zach Smith on his staff after infractions from the past? I mean, he even changed schools. He brought the guy with him. All these whys. So I'll ask you this. Earl Bruce was a mentor of Urban Myers. Zach Smith is Earl Bruce's grandson. Is that a strong enough relationship to withstand all of this for this this wide receivers coach? No, I, I don't. I don't think it's even thought about that. I mean, you have to understand, college football head coaches aren't exactly the deepest of puddles. I mean, <laughs> you can try to think about this all you want in terms of, well, why did he do this? Why did he do that? Honestly, my guess is that he's like he's a good football coach, and you know, I'm not you know, he's fine. He's doing a good job for us. Our receivers are great. And, all right, that's kind of a domestic thing. I'm not really sure how to handle that. So, all right, let's just you know, focus on this week's game. That's really how most college coaches think about every aspect of their lives. And in this case, I'm guessing it's a lot of the same thing. They just don't know how to handle anything. They, that's just kind of the way that college coaches go. That's not an excuse. It doesn't say everything was okay. It's just it's, it's how they roll. And so I don't think there's some massive urban conspiracy thing happening here i just think he just didn't think enough to do anything differently which is obviously the problem here all right so pete futak how would you describe uh urban meyer based on what we know not just this time but at florida as well you know you look at urban meyer he's a really good coach i don't know when i look at his face you know on tv whatnot you're just like he seems like a normal nice guy but you've got all of this stuff that goes on around him with all of the very serious crimes uh, that were alleged to have taken place with his players at Florida. Now this. Who, I mean, who is Urban Meyer the person? First of all, he's more than just a good coach. He's probably one of the greatest, you know, forgetting all the outside stuff for a moment, he's among the greatest ever. I mean, he is an unbelievable college football recruiter, uh, an amazing head coach who obviously was great at Florida. He's tremendous. He's probably, you could say, obviously, Woody Hayes in terms of longevity is, 
you know, right, probably the Ohio State you know coach of all time. But in terms of just you know, in, you know, accomplishments packed into a small sample size, Urban Meyer is right there. I mean, he's not just a guy when it comes to being another great head football coach. He, he's arguably among the top ten, just most talented at doing this whole sort of thing. I've always one on one, he's great. I've always liked him. I mean, he's always been. He's fun. He's always been kind of a, a good dude to hang around with, but I'm part of the media. That's just, you know, the, the two, I'm not friends with him or anything, but I've, every time I've ever interacted with him, it's been great. And then he gets, you know, when you get in front of a, a whole, you know, media gaggle session, obviously like every coach, they kind of turn it off, you know, turn it off into a different sort of way. But obviously there's Urban Meyer, the, you know, the PR guy, Urban Meyer, you know, the face of the program, and Urban Meyer, the guy who had all those problems at Florida and is having all these issues now at Ohio State. And for Ohio State, it's just bigger than this because it's not just Urban Meyer. Look at, you know, you can't have your offensive coordinator take over the, you know, the head coaching job at this point. He's Kevin Wilson after what happened in Indiana. You can't have your defensive coordinator take over because he's Greg Schiano and how'd that go trying to get the Tennessee job. Throw on top of it the, you know, the Jim Jordan situation, uh, with the athletic department, and there's a whole slew of issues not right now with Ohio State athletics as a whole. Pete, does Urban coach the Ohio State Buckeyes this year? I think so. I won't be shocked in any way if they come out this week and say they came up with a settlement deal. I sort of think if this is March 4th that we're talking, I don't think he lasts. Because remember, part of the thing with the whole Jim Trussell uh, uh, problem, one, it was a, kind of a different time and different thought process in terms of how people looked at college athletics. But also, that happened like in the off season. That was in the spring, so it had a whole lot of time to sort of, just sort of gather steam, and it just kind of kept on going and going and going. We're kicking the ball off in a couple weeks here, and I'm not saying this is a positive. I'm not saying this is okay. I'm not condoning this by any stretch. But this is how these things roll. As soon as the sport starts, people sort of forget about. They don't have the mental bandwidth to really stay that angry. I don't know how Tom Izzo is still the head coach of Michigan State. I don't know how Sean Miller is still the head coach, basketball coach at Arizona. Somehow, coaches tend to survive things. And, again, this isn't a okay. You know, this is a horrible situation. My gut feeling guess is that he gets suspended for a few games, massive fine, and then somehow he's back on the sidelines this year. But, again, I'm not shocked in any way if he's uh, let go this week. Pete Futak, College Football News. Pete, great to have you. Thank you so much. Anytime, guys. Have a good one. All right, you too. Pete Futak joining us, Fox Sports Radio. Back to your calls next at 877-99 on Fox. And uh, I don't mean this in any sort of personal way, but there's a dynamic that he just brought up that makes me incredibly frustrated. Uh, I'll share you uh, with you what I'm talking about coming up next. Okay, Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Great news. Quick way you could save some money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Top of the hour, we'll get to T.O. and Manziel. I think Terrell Owens is talking right now, isn't he? Um, I'm, I'm getting... believe so, yeah. It's starting to pour into Twitter. Twitter is getting some quotes. Uh, apparently, he just called Jerry Rice the greatest of all time, which is not... A hot take, <laughs> but it kind of is from Terrell. Right. Well, yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, I'll tell you, it's interesting. We'll get into this a lot more. Uh, get your popcorn ready. <laughs> yeah. Boy, is that a creepy drop. I, I mean, like that. Out of, co- out of context, it just sounds like, I mean, hit it again. 
get your popcorn. Yeah, it just yeah. sort of feels like when somebody's offering me popcorn or asking me to get my popcorn ready, I don't want it to be well in hushed tones like that. That's interesting. An offensive lineman, I would think that anytime the word popcorn comes up, we're just good. Like we're in a good space <laughs> yeah. right now. Hey, fat boy, you want candy? <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I do want candy. It's yeah. not because it's about popcorn. I think he's uncomfortably close to the microphone. <laughs> right. He yeah. kind of did it in a voiceover way. It, right. it wasn't just like, hey, everybody, get your popcorn ready. Play that again. Get your popcorn ready. I mean, he is eating the mic. Yeah, he's on it. Get your popcorn ready. Like, I mean, (laughs) he is on that sucker. I'll have a double-double with cheese. Now now we're really in a good space. Well, now we're really in a good space. I've gone and went there. All right, so um, what uh, is going to, what should happen next in the Urban Meyer situation? Let me just say this. We'll get back to your calls, 877-99 on Fox. So Pete Futek just said it, and I think he even knew when he said it. He's like, oh, I I have to qualify this. You asked him if Urban's going to coach in September. His answer was, you know, if I had to handicap it, like a little bit more probably than not. But then he said, if this were March, probably not. And this is the kind of stuff, I'll be honest with you, Rich, it, it drives me nuts. It drives me nuts. Domestic violence and the right thing to do as a man in power has nothing to do with what month of the year it is. Right. It does not matter because what keeps happening, and this is Pete's not wrong. I'm not coming down on Pete, but these are the dynamics that, in my opinion, have got to stop. When you see something like this, I still think eight out of 10 of us, our mind goes to, the football. No, oh, no. no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Who do they have but week like, one? You're, you're also, I don't care if they have Michigan. You're overcoming so much with this story. game. Because think about it. Even with the women sometimes who are subjected to these abuses, and, and when you read up on many of these cases, it's, well, you know, it happened around the holidays. And I, I didn't want – I'm not kidding. Right. And I didn't want to room Christmas for the kids. You know, well, it was, it was, we were on vacation and I didn't want, like you hear these sort of things. I I mean, it's upsetting to, I mean, but we're talking about something upsetting. Urban Meyer's assistant coach beat his wife. I mean, beat his wife. He whacked her around over several years. Yeah, repeatedly. And, and, and this is, this is now the fallout that we're experiencing as a result of it. And, and yes, while it's alarming that the time that this has all revealed itself may come and play a factor many times over. These stories, oftentimes the calendar does affect the outcome. All I'll say is this. Again, I'm not telling Ohio State what to do, but I'm telling Ohio State, if you come out with a public statement to explain why Urban Meyer is staying, you better get ready, y'all. You better get ready for a serious tidal wave of opinion coming back at you. You think the NFL has a problem with protest stage during the anthem? Come on. Um, Mike is in, isn't it interesting how many calls we're getting from Ohio? Uh, Mike is in Ashland, (laughs) Ohio. Hi, Mike. Welcome to the show. Um, How are you today? We are good. How about you? Um, I'm a little irritated, but um, with all due respect to you, um, I just like to give my opinion. Sure. Um, um, 
You know, you guys have said that, you you know, you're not telling Ohio State what to do, but everything that you have said has been against Irving Meyer. Well, that's totally fair. We're allowed to share that opinion if it is ours, and it is. Yes, it, it, it is yours, yeah. and you're allowed to share it. But, but I guess my point is what you just said about, you know, his assistant coach was abusive, and I'm totally against assault on anybody, male or female, but it was his assistant coach. Right. It was not Irving Meyer. Okay. And I understand your point about, he, he. you know, he was irresponsible. You think he's responsible for someone else's actions. No, I don't. Mike, but I, I don't believe no, anyone's no. responsible for anyone else's actions. Okay. I think we're all responsible for our own. Great. So let me tell you about his actions. First off, his name's not Irving. It's Urban. Uh, second of all, I continue, and you do too, Rich, so I'll say it slower, Mike. I'm talking about Urban's actions. We're not blaming Urban for hitting a woman. We are blaming Urban for participating in a cover-up. Right. We are blaming Urban for enabling and empowering domestic abuse. We are blaming Urban for over 30 felonious arrests at the University of Florida including things like suspected murder, aggravated assault, and aggravated stalking by people who ended up back on a football field. Mike, those aren't other people's actions. Those are Urban's actions. If you if you had a business, sir, if you had a business and you were the CEO and yes. the president of a business and you owned it, you're going to know, and you have probably grown up with family members, and you probably have grown up, um, around um, friends and family members who have done wrong things, and I mean serious wrong things. Well, actually, and, uh, aggravated stalking I've never been around, but uh, go ahead. Did you always run to the police and, and tell on them? Okay, uh, Mike, thank you. First off, this is not a family member of Urban Myers, uh, even if he may look at it that way because it's his mentor's grandson. Uh, this is not a family member. Secondly, we're not talking about stealing a pack of gum. Third, this is a repeated offense. If you're asking me if I ran a business and I had an employee that over a seven-year period couldn't stop striking a woman and I was repeatedly aware of it and I repeatedly made the decision to continue to employ that person, uh, yes, I'd have a hell of a time looking in the mirror. Well, and also... As a CEO, you understand that you are a representation of whatever your company is doing. As a head coach, you're represented by the players who are in your organization as well as the assistant coaches under your uh, under you. So this situation with Zach Smith, I, I, in Zach Smith's tell-all interview that he did on television, radio both, he was talking about how... Uh, Urban said to him, if this is true, I'm going to fire you. How about this? It already had been true. In 2009, this man was arrested of domestic violence. I mean, maybe that's the last straw. I mean, look, you fired him about five hours after this came up. You fired. What does that say? It tells you, you know y'all screwed up, and you scrambled to save it. Listen, I hate to do this, but all the people from Ohio calling, I'm about to label all of you next. Bruce Hooley, 105.7 The Zone, Columbus, Ohio. Talked to Zach Smith yesterday, joins us in 30 minutes. Mark and Rich, 
Live Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. Rich, let me ask you a question. If something comes up with regard to the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> and and, and I'm, I'm discussing it with you? Yeah, I know where this you, is happening. Are you taking these opinions at face value? Absolutely not. Why not? Because they're going through a filter. Their light is passing through a prism, and it's being bent a certain way. And every time it comes out the other side, I know what it's going to sound like. I know what it's going to look like. If it's something I'm saying is negative about the Warriors, usually you're getting defensive. If I'm saying something positive about the Warriors, usually your response is, that's what I've been saying. I usually just push away from the microphone and let you talk. Right, yeah, yeah. just like, no, he's got it. This man's a genius. I I completely Uh, support his message. Well, here's the thing, though. That's called being a fan, and that's okay. Yeah. Especially when your team – is rolling. Right. That's good. There are a lot of good things coming out of Golden State right now. I'll tell you what, and being a fan is a great thing because human beings are tribal by nature. We like to associate ourselves with groups. That's why your family is so important to you. That's why your friends are so important to you. That's why we root for sports in the first place. There's something communal about it. But let me ask you this. What do you think I would say if it were to come to light that one of the Warriors' assistant coaches uh, had gone on an off-and-on seven-year spree of hitting his wife, and Steve Kerr knew about it and didn't do anything about it and said, well, I mean, you know, I told the GM. Yeah. What, what do you think I'd say? Yeah. I Look, I know you well enough now, partner. I, it's been a bunch of years. I, I know that you would divorce your fandom of the Warriors – and front and center, you deal with whatever it is, whatever misgivings, misguided decision making that that staff uh, that staff went through. Look, we don't know uh, each and every one of you listening right now, uh, and all of those of you calling from Ohio, and everybody is able to have their own opinion on every subject. Of course. So I'm not going to necessarily brand all of you, but I'm going to say this. Here's something I suspect. I don't think it's a co-winky dink uh, that all of the reaction we're getting pro-urban is in the state of Ohio. I don't think that's a coincidence. And what I would love every person to do as we weigh in on this and anything else that's going on in the world of sports forever is check yourself. Check yourself. I now suspect that many of you are too big of a sports fan. And yes, there is such a thing. We work in sports radio. We, in fact, are only paid because there are so many people who love sports so much. But you got to be able to divorce yourself from the idea that the outcome of your football game is more important than the world and life itself. I'm going to give you an example. And this is a very small scale. What we're talking about is much more traumatic, much more life-changing for the people involved. But this will give you an idea of exactly what you're describing. I'm at the fence. I'm signing autographs. It was the offensive line's turn that day in training camp. I'm with the Patriots. Me and Dan Connolly, another offensive lineman, are going down the line. We're signing gloves and hats and pictures and posters. 
and and there's kids, you know, right? Pretty much most of the time, the the one deep was children because they're the shortest. So all the adults who are autograph seeking can stand over their heads and hand you things. Okay. So we're going down the line. And offensive linemen, I don't know if you know this, Mark, but we don't draw as big of a crowd as some of the skill position guys. <laughs> there wasn't anybody who was like, Dad, it's Brady. So Tom Brady comes walking up behind me and Dan. And as he's making his way to the fence, all of a sudden a surge right. hits this guardrail. That's right. separating the fans <laughs> from the field. There was a little kid whose face was being crushed up against this metal slatted guardrail. Ugh. And Dan sees it. I don't see it. He's looking down. He's like, oh, my God, stop, stop, stop. And I heard him, and he was freaking out. He starts shoving these fans. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm like, hang on, relax. <laughs> Dan. And so Brady sees what's happening, and he realizes that he's creating a dangerous environment, doesn't about face and walks away. And when I see this little kid now crying as his face is being pressed through two metal bars because the adults were taking this too seriously, my instantaneous response was to, sh- to shove and then to say, buddy, no, like this is not serious enough to, to hurt a kid. Like they say, you're looking for him to sign a piece of paper. I'm like, you're taking this too seriously. He's like, oh, I didn't see you. you know. And I, I couldn't even tell you what he looked like. I was just concentrating on this kid. This little boy was fine. Don't get me wrong. There was no damage done. But I will say this. What it, what it availed to me is the opportunity to see humanity get shoved aside mm-hmm. for an opportunity to celebrate the athletes and the teams and the heroes that a lot of people associate so closely with. I just wonder how many people who are calling from Ohio right now would feel the same way if this story were happening to Harbaugh. Yeah, listen, Michigan. Something tells me your opinion might be different. I had a, I had a, a buddy who I played with. I'm not going to dime him out here. Uh, alum at Michigan, and he's in sports media now. And played football a long time. You've given me enough clues. I think I can have well, do it on not, Google yeah. in 18 seconds. Go <laughs> yeah. ahead. Keep talking. Uh, and and <laughs> we were communicating last night, and it was over Urban Meyer, and it came up. I was like, yeah, yeah you would be saying this. Go blue. Yeah. yeah because, I mean, for, the, <laughs> right. for them, it's the team up north. Yeah, right. like that's, right. that's a, this is a rivalry, and that's real to a lot of people who associate themselves so firmly well, with these teams and people who they cheer for. Well, and you're a big tenor also. I, I want to out myself as someone from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. Right, yeah. I ain't gotten a damn dog in the fight here, okay? Yeah. I got Zippo. One double A, California, nobody cares, okay? Yeah. That's what I went to. So this is nothing to do with what school we're talking about. Listen, when Penn State went through a scandal, I'm a Nittany line. I will be for life. That was the university I chose to go to. I, I started something like 40 games while I was there. I'm proud of the accomplishments that I and my teammates enjoyed together. Something awful happened on that campus over a long time, and it came to the light of the day. And when that occurred, I was disappointed in the people because many of them were around during some of these atrocities who were involved. And many of them are culpable and have responsibility for the children and the lives that were changed because a monster was doing things that you can't even describe in public settings to minors. 
here's the deal. Like, I'm still proud to be a Penn Stater. I'm still, I'm still allowed to feel pride in the accomplishments I have there. But I can divorce myself from even my patronage at the school by uh, with my alumni and say that was wrong. You did. I'm not. You did. I, I don't defend those actions. No. I don't defend those people. Listen, I, I'll vouch for you on that. You and I have had that conversation many, many times. You've never wavered. There was never a piece of you uh, that wanted to, uh, I don't know, pull your lighter out and go march to Joe Pa's house and be like, hey, that's Joe Pa. You leave him alone. That wasn't you. Uh, I, and I, I, I always respected that coming from you, somebody who played for the guy. Um, okay, 877-99 on Fox. A lot of you want to weigh in. We're going to get to all of you. However, uh, just because of the conversation we just had, guys, can we run Scott to the front of the line? Let's go to Columbus, Ohio, yep. and see what Scott has to say. Scott, thanks for calling. Hey, fellas, thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple things that uh, I'd like to address here, actually. And, you know, I try to not be biased about the whole thing and try to look at it from a clear perspective. But what you guys just said about if it were Michigan, we could, I honestly could care less because I don't care who our coach is. We're going to continue to dominate that program. But (laughs) you guys, you guys don't want to, what I've noticed is that you guys, you don't want to talk about, there's a local, um, there's a local website that came out with some stuff. And it's a pretty uh, reliable source, I will say. I don't want to put it out there, but you guys have probably seen it run across uh, social media. But you guys from Fox and ESPN, for that matter, uh, you guys don't want to talk about the 66 911 calls in 90 days that she made. You don't want to talk about the uh, uh, her showing up at practice drunk, threatening to blow the whole entire place up. You guys don't want to talk about the three OMVIs that she would have got charged with, but had she not been who she was, they hey, followed her home. Hey, Scott. Wait, now, wait, why, wait, no, no, wait, no, wait. No, 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 we're in charge. But, Scott, why is that relevant? You're saying you're saying we don't want to talk about that. Um, first off, we get to decide what we want to talk about. It's our show. Secondly, um, why is that relevant to a woman being hit? And, again, I keep trying to push everyone's conversation to what we know about Urban Meyer. I'm not trying to put – Domestic violence on him. I'm putting a cover-up. I'm putting enabling. I'm putting uh, empowering. I am putting uh, sweeping things under the rug, ignoring. I am putting all of those things on Urban Meyer, and I've yet to hear, Rich, tell me if I'm wrong, anyone from Ohio call and acknowledge all of those facts that we are stating are true and need to be addressed. So wouldn't the university know, the cops know, her parents know? Wouldn't everybody have to get fired? Okay, first off, first off, Scott, Scott, first maybe. Off, Scott they might yeah. be, just and, like and they also, were at Penn let, State. Let me ask you a question, Scott, because you brought it up, and I want to I wanna then ask you, say all of that's true. Say all of that's true about Courtney Smith. So she deserves to be hit then by her husband. Like, that's where we're at. This, guy, this woman, this woman, never acceptable, got roughed up by her husband. It's just, look, he he committed a crime. Whether or not she pressed charges against him was her decision at that time. But now that that this has become public knowledge, and now that Urban Meyer has taken a podium at Big Ten Media Day and denied knowing about something he knew about, it's his problem now, too. 
So what used to be just Courtney and Zach's marital issues, as he had put it when he joined one of the local networks over there in Columbus, this is this has now become Urban Meyer's problem as well. All right. Uh, Scott, thanks. We're 0 for 4 in Ohio. Not surprising. So the victim shaming and domestic violence in this country is shameful. Cleveland! It's, it's sad. It's awful. If you don't understand what a woman goes through when the financial provider, a powerful male with whom she has children, hits her. If you don't understand what happens there, oh, why didn't she go to the police? Oh, why didn't she just, you know, just go to the police and then it's over. If you don't understand what happens to a woman when the financial provider, powerful, strong male with whom she has children hits her, then that's the disconnect in this conversation. Yeah, like if there's that's nothing the disconnect. I or you will be able to say to anybody who doesn't understand that aspect of what it's just there's nothing there's no, there's no conversation to be had there. Um Bruce Hooley, 105.7, the zone in Columbus, is coming up in 15 minutes. Uh, let's go to some other states at 877-99 on Fox coming up next. Multiple quote options, all online. So head to Progressive.com today and see if you can save. Okay, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. I think it's interesting. You notice neither one of us have said Urban Meyer should be fired. No, I haven't said that. I simply <laughs> no, saying no. that simply saying that we're we're pointing to what we do know about Urban Meyer and say this needs to be addressed and this is not okay. Um, and um, uh, apparently, a lot of people think this is okay. Well, like this is just completely not even in his scope of responsibility. That that is exactly what it what it's become. What what more could he have done, Mark and Rich? I, I that's what we keep hearing from people, especially in Ohio. Is what more? What didn't he do that he should have? And well, I can start with what he shouldn't have done, and what he shouldn't have done is lied about Lie knowledge about right. of the abuses that occurred under his watch. You could also argue, regardless of what kind of relationship he had with Zach Smith, maybe the first offense is the last straw. Maybe when an employee of yours, somebody who represents you and your core values hits his wife and is arrested for it maybe maybe that maybe that's the time to terminate the relationship i i mean and don't get me wrong at that point that's got to feel tough for an employer to say gosh you know i'm parting ways with this family who i know this person who i cared about and his wife who's been abused by him and i'm i'm basically letting their life set sail away from my own and all you got to think about in that situation is I really hope it works out well for them. Well, except for your Urban Meyer and you're a bajillionaire. Um, now, I could tell you how I would have handled that. I'm not going to put that on Urban. I don't tell other people what to do with their money. Uh, but if I'm Urban Meyer in that situation, Zach Smith has been relieved. I'm encouraging Courtney Smith with a direct phone call to head out on her own. Uh, and here's a bunch of money to go do that. Um, that's how I would have handled that. Um, but that's okay. There are definitely other ways – uh, for for him to to have handled this, uh, yeah. Dinner, at very dinner, least, dinner. at very least, because I hear a lot of people also talking about how the way he ended up handling the first uh, situation, and we'll be joined by uh, Bruce Hooley, who's on uh, 105.7 The Zone in Columbus. That was the station that carried this interview with Zach Smith, where he said that he received counseling from Urban after striking his wife back in 2009. By the way, it, it, was Zach Smith 
Gavin specifically on this show? So Hooley spoke no, to, to no, Zach Smith? No, no it okay. was a later show. Oh, it was right. a later show. Okay. okay. In the morning. All right. All right. Fair enough. By the way, I just wanted these two things that we keep talking about with Urban, one lying about it and two enabling it back in 2015. Right. Do you understand how they're linked? I, I think this is a really important point. Okay. So he doesn't relieve Zach Smith in 2015. Okay. You could have a bunch of different reasons. I think you just insinuated one. What if Urban is thinking, oh my gosh, first of all, uh, this is somebody who's near and dear to me. And if I do fire him, what does happen to his entire family? Right. Okay. Ah, but then when you were asked about it four years later, you created a cover up, which tells me that what you were actually trying to do was protect your boy. Yeah, either project, protect your like, boy, protect your own personal brand, what, protect Ohio yes. State. But but there's a big but here. What about Courtney Smith? Right. What about the woman who's getting roughed up by this guy who we have now text message proof provided through Brett McMurphy, who's the investigative reporter who did exhaustive research on this whole scenario, got in direct contact with Courtney after Zach Smith began taking media appointments and proved in a text message between her and at that point her husband the fact that he had choked her on a trip to Punta Cana and that she was hoping things would get better. Boy, I tell you, uh, I don't know. I Look, I. Uh, but we have a game in four weeks. I, yeah, I don't know how important football is to all of yeah, you guys, yeah. but I, I know all if right. Courtney was my daughter, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be cheering for this to go one way. Uh, eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. How about uh, Dave in West Virginia? Dave, thank you for calling. What's on your mind? Hey guys, I appreciate it. Give me a minute to uh, explain myself. Um, first of all, Urban Meyer, the best thing he can do is just resign because he's going to go through hell if he keeps the job. And I mean, in a couple of years, he can come back and coach anywhere he wants to, and he'll be he'll be who he wants to be, whatever. But um. Not sure about that. Actually, okay. I, this is turn. You guys have, you guys, everybody. The media has turned, made Urban Meyer, aka Irving Meyer, into. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's like um, the the, country, the whole country is just so damn soft and emotional anymore. Fire the guy. I mean, who who cares? But don't. Make him no urban. Make urban look like he—he's the worst person on the face of the earth. Well, Dave, Dave, yeah. Let, okay, there's some interesting thoughts there. Let me say this, and 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 I think we all know why in today's day and age, um, there's constant sentences of the media blank, and, and we know where that comes from. So I know we get branded all as this one uh, moving blob of mass that all thinks the same way. Uh, not the case whatsoever. There's all kinds of different p- opinions uh, within the media. That's obvious. Obvious. It's provable. Um, this has nothing to do with the media demonizing Urban Meyer. Dave, what's happening right here is you have two human beings. One's Rich. One's Mark. We're sharing a specific opinion on this, and this has nothing to do with being soft. This has nothing to do with wanting to make a story. Uh, all I can do is speak for me. This is my reaction, not to domestic violence per se, because Urban didn't commit that, but to enabling it and lying about it and participating in a cover-up about it. I feel like I've had to say that every five minutes. Nobody's accusing Urban Meyer of hitting a woman. Right. We're accusing Urban Meyer of what Urban Meyer has already admitted to, 
which is participating in a cover-up about it and enabling it on his staff. Listen, if I could ask Urban Meyer one question, and one question alone, and know that he's going to give me his 100% truth, the question would be, why did you lie at media day? Why did you lie at media day? Why did you say that you've never heard of this 2015 incident? Were you protecting yourself, knowing that you've kept this man on your staff? Are you being extorted by him? Hmm. Have you been? I mean, that's realistically like there's a why here that's not being answered. And there's an answer to that why. And we don't know what it is yet. And there's going to be research done to find that why. And we never may never actually know it. But that's the question I'd like answered. Why did you lie for Zach Smith at Media Day? It's a great question because the bottom line is this. If you are looking at this from a standpoint of what matters to Ohio State in terms of wins and losses, uh, Zach Smith doesn't. How many no. times? How many times have you seen this in a professional setting? Okay, let's go to the NFL. Okay, if Ezekiel Elliott does one thing, and the third cornerback on the bench does the exact same thing, are the Cowboys treating that the same way? Right. No. no, no. Zeke is going to get. Let's broke. put it this way: Ezekiel Elliott, pretty great player. Name is running backs coach. Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's that's the point. Uh, that's the point here. Nobody knew who Zach is, Smith is was until these. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nobody right. knows. So this is not to uh, brush aside any human being, uh, but Ohio State was going to have the same outcome week in and week out with or without Zach Smith. Correct. So that is a great question. Why? Why did you go to the ends of the earth and now put your own job on the line uh, simply for this man's status? Okay. 877-99 on Fox. Bruce Hooley, Spielman and Hooley, 105.7 The Zone in Columbus. They had Zach Smith on the air yesterday. He joins us in a minute and a half. First, we bring in David Gascon. Wow. David freaking Gascon, wow. man. This is what That's an right. honor, honestly. Yeah. Effin Gascon. Freaking. No, freaking. Freaking. Well, I can't say effin? Uh, yeah, no, you can, but you I. Spell it out. E F F I N. Apostrophe. Yeah. yeah. Get yeah. the apostrophe. Okay, apostrophe. No, sure, I'm I'm with not? you. I I brought this up, I think, on the show a week or two ago. I never understand what makes one word a cuss word and another one not when they mean the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. why can I say poop, but I can't say the thing that starts with an S? It's the same darn thing, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I don't, I don't understand why one's a cuss word and one's not. I don't know. Yeah. Outrage. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. who's in charge of that? Is there a know. secretary of cussing? Just on a college something? campus. This is very <laughs> philosophical. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, guys, maybe. Major League Baseball right now, uh, the Yankees aren't hitting the ball at all right now. In fact, they got two hits in this one. They got one hit yesterday by Rick Porcello. Red Sox all over them, 3 nothing. This game's in the bottom of the fifth inning. It's on FS1. J.D. Martinez, a solo knock, his 33rd of the season. Reds in game one beat the Nationals in a doubleheader. Game one of a doubleheader anyway, 7-1. to one. Cubbies hold on to beat the Padres, 5-4 in that affair. Off the diamond, no buster pose today for the San Francisco Giants. He was struck in the head yesterday against the D-backs on a foul tip, so he's out today. Cardinals have placed, uh, or they've activated Colt Wong off the 10-day DL, and they've placed Dexter Fowler on it. He's got a fractured left foot. All the fun today is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing at times, but not anymore. With True Prize from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In the NFL, Patriots first-round pick, Sonny Michelle underwent a procedure to drain his knee. It's going to keep him out for at least 10 days. Titans have signed safety Kenny Vaccaro. Bengals have signed quarterback C.J. Goodwin. 
He's been weighed by four different teams since December. In the NHL, a couple notes there. Anaheim Ducks have signed goaltender John Gibson to an eight-year deal and William Carlson a one-year contract to stay in Vegas. $5.25 million. All righty, Dave. Good stuff. Appreciate that. Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio Live, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. He is one of the hosts of Spielman and Hooley, 105.7 The Zone, Columbus, Ohio. They've been all over this story. Zach Smith was on their airwaves yesterday. Uh, Bruce Hooley. Bruce, thanks so much for coming on. We appreciate your time today. So uh, here's my first question. We're running on a very small sample size doing this on a national level, but we've gotten a lot of calls from the state of Ohio in the last 90 minutes and seemingly each one of them are hoping that Urban Meyer is coaching week one and have a lot of different reasons uh, for excusing all kinds of different behavior. Are we to take that to mean that uh, the fan base you deal with on a day-in and day-out basis is pretty much all in support of Urban Meyer? Well, absolutely. I wouldn't give it much chance that he's going to be coaching week one, but I would certainly think he'd be back out there by the time they play TCU in mid-September. They are um, in a situation where he's won 73 games in six years. Nothing opens the uh, wallets of the donors like winning football. They get a massive medical complex expansion to pay for, and I don't think they have the stomach to fire him, even though he uh, gave them ample reason unnecessarily, I would argue, in Chicago because he had the truth on his side, and for whatever reason, he chose to keep lying and lying and lying again. In your best estimation, why did he lie at media day? Uh, my best estimation is it goes to the psychology of a football coach, none of whom I've ever met at the elite level who like to uh, allow you to look at the dirty laundry in their program. Hmm. I think he felt like I'm Urban Meyer and I don't have to answer your questions and my circle of trust will keep this all a secret and nobody's ever going to find out about it. And he sorely misplayed his hand because he should have been able to tell at that point in time that Courtney Smith or her attorney had a very cozy relationship and nothing wrong with the relationship. I want to make that clear. It was great reporting by Brett McMurphy. So when Urban went all in on that incident never happened, I don't think he ever thought in a million years Brett McMurphy would be reporting text messages from uh, Urban Meyer's wife and pictures of Courtney Smith the next day, but it certainly made Urban Meyer look awfully bad and he put himself in a situation where he's got nobody to blame but himself for being on administrative leave right now. Bruce Hooley, 105.7 The Zone in Columbus with us. Bruce, you said truth was on his side. Presumably, I'm guessing what you mean by that is he did report up the flagpole back in 2015 when he knew about this. However, that doesn't account for the fact that uh, this is at minimum a second-time offense and Urban chose to keep Zach Smith on his staff. Um, what, what in your opinion is, uh, you know, is, is acceptable or not for urban on that front? Well, Zach Smith was on this staff, uh, as always a curious fit. His resume never stacked up with the resume of the other coaches. He was on the staff exclusively because he was Earl Bruce's grandson. He never would have got a look in an interview if he hadn't been Earl Bruce's grandson. So, um, I don't, I don't believe that Urban Meyer uh, would have had him around uh, even in 2012 when he came to Ohio State, if not for the tie to Earl Bruce. Uh, but what I mean by truth is on his side. If he gets up in Chicago and he says, 
look, I knew about the 2015 incident. I reported it to my superiors. I told Zach if it ever came to light and reflected poorly on our program, he'd be gone. And so he is gone. Now, I know there'd have been a day pushback, a two-day pushback. Urban Meyer harbored this guy on his staff for three years, but he would have absolutely been able to overcome that uh, in Columbus for sure. And nationally, I think it would have gone away because our news cycle now is not even a day long. He's too, he's too big to fail. But the fact that he got up and lied and kept lying, and again, this is, not a, this is not one lie he told in Chicago. This is a lie in the big room in front of everybody. This is a lie in a print media session. This is a lie in a TV session. This is him looking people in the eye and saying, nothing happened. I never had a conversation about it. I don't know how these things get made up. I mean, the level to which he went to deny something that he was bulletproof on if he just told the truth I sat in my car when he made the comments, and I instantly texted a friend of mine in the room in Chicago, and I said, what did he just do? Yeah. Why did he put himself in this situation? I mean, I knew right away if they could ever prove that he knew, he would have imperiled his future as Ohio State's coach, and that's exactly what he's done. Bruce Hooley joining us, Spielman and Hooley, 105.7 The Zone in Columbus, Ohio, and you mentioned the donors, you mentioned the money, you mentioned the winning, the clout, the insular atmosphere created around Ohio State football you can't touch him until this lie now we've taken calls from Ohio some people from Columbus it feels like he's got a huge amount of inertia and uh, and uh, support behind him at least from the fans that we've spoken to are you experiencing the same thing sure he's 73 and 8 he's got a national championship he's 6 and 0 against Michigan mm. He's got three Big Ten championships. He's got the number three ranked team in the country. Um, he lost a four-year starting quarterback, and he's got a better quarterback coming back. I mean, he's got a monster team, and he's turned Ohio State into a national brand. You know, he's got very few guys on his team now that play for Ohio State for the reason that guys used to play for Ohio State. They grew up in Ohio. They love the Buckeyes. They're here because of the brand. They play now. The guys he's got on this team are here because of him. They're here because he is a kingmaker when it comes to the NFL. You look around the league over the last few years, just in the defensive backfield, how many first-round picks has the guy had? I mean, he absolutely is, uh, no question, the best football coach they've ever had. And he's two national championships behind Nick Saban, and he's got Nick Saban you know, by a couple of years, so it's not, with it, it's not beyond the realm of possibility that Urban Meyer could end up looking down on all college football coaches at some point is the greatest of all time or certainly in the conversation. So Ohio State's not in the business of throwing football coach that successful away, and they're going to do everything they can to save him, and I expect that he'll be back on the field at some point this season. I just think they have to do something to make it look like they take this thing a little bit seriously, so I expect he'll probably get a two-game suspension, maybe three because TCU is out there, and I think it'd look funny if he came back for the TCU game. Bruce, uh, I think what you're touching on there is what interests me. So, okay, if if Ohio State is going to keep Urban Meyer, I'm trying to wrap my head around what the press conference is going to look like when Ohio State announces that. What do you think that they could say that would satisfy people? Well, which people are you talking about, Mark? Are you talking about local people? Or are you talking about national people? <laughs> no, it sounds to me like not... the, sounds to me like the local people are already satisfied, Bruce. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. wondering about I'm wondering about America uh, that 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 is uh, that's not 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 okay with this. Well, they're not going to win the story nationally unless they fire him, 
and they're not going to win the story locally if they fire him. So you tell me how they bridge those two gaps. I think they have to come to some kind of realization that their task of finding uh, a utopian result is an untenable charge for that committee. It's just not possible. The people nationally look at this as trivializing domestic violence and harboring a serial domestic abuser on the staff. The people locally look at it like uh, victim shaming and, uh, you know, loyalty to a fault with Urban, with uh, Earl Bruce's grandson. And, uh, you know, how is Urban Meyer supposed to police the marriage of a guy on his staff? And they come up with a million scenarios that have really absolutely nothing to do with the core issue, which is, can you have as your most high-profile employee and representative of your school someone who got up and willfully and repeatedly lied? Uh, I think the answer to that from the school will eventually be yes. It's already yes among the local fan base. It'll never be yes among the national fan base. Last one for me, Bruce, and uh, real quick here. Drim Trestle was ousted for similar situations, albeit there were NC2A infractions involved. Uh, the placement on the calendar when that all came to light was in the spring. This is closer to the football season. Do you think that plays a huge role here? I think it plays some role. Uh, with that situation with Trestle, the NCAA sanctions were big. You know, they like to uh, be in good stead with the people from the NCAA. More so, it was a developing situation over a period of seven months where finally they just decided they were sick and tired of suffering death by a thousand paper cuts. And the front page story in Sports Illustrated was just the cover story was finally just enough. And they said, we got to cut bait. The icon is not worth the damage to the brand and to the school. Uh, this is a quicker turnaround. I think for me, I'm gauging it a little bit like we do jury deliberations. You know, in a murder trial, if the jury comes back really, really quick, you typically take that to mean one thing. If they deliberate a long time, you take it to mean that might be good for the defendant. I think if they come out with a decision in the next week, that's pretty good for Urban Meyer. But it should be noted, two of the guys on this committee are former prosecutors who specialized in uh, corruption and political corruption and all that kind of stuff. So they're used to long, protracted investigations. And if Ohio State's of a mind to, they can leave Urban Meyer on ice and continue to pay him and go throughout the season. And I don't know what that would do to his desire to return and coach there, but that is an option that they have. I just don't think they're going to take it. Bruce, uh, great stuff to have you. Uh, thanks so much. Our ple my pleasure. All right, Bruce Hooley, 105.7 The Zone in Columbus, Ohio. we got some stuff to chew on there. More of your calls, 877-99 on Fox coming up. And also next... He is a Pro Bowl-level player. He is a free agent. And somehow the universe is seemingly keeping him from a football team. We'll tell you who we're talking about coming up next. Okay, Mark and Rich. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? Probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Terrell Owens has delivered his speech. Johnny Manziel has delivered a lot of interceptions. Um, we'll get to all of that coming up at the top of the hour. James Laurinaitis joins us next hour. Um, okay, this is off the subject for a sec. Let's take a just a momentary breather from Urban. Um, I am trying to figure out, I wonder what you think on this. Did the Titans hide behind 
or take opportunity from some canceled flights? Or do you take this story at face value? Eric Reed was a pro bowler in 2013. We've heard the anti-Kaepernick sentiment all along. Well, he can't play. Um, What about Eric Reed? Because he can. And he wasn't the face of this. He was the face next to the face. And he believes that's kept him out of the league. Now, the Titans' safety, uh, Cyprian, got hurt this week. and So they need a new guy. And Eric Reed is sitting there. And he's not old. He's good and not old. And he's sitting there. They were going to bring him in, along with Kenny Vaccaro, for workouts to see which one they wanted to pick up. Well, there were a bunch of flight cancellations, and Eric couldn't get to Tennessee quickly, and Vaccaro did, and the Titans were like, oh, all of a sudden there's all this interest in Kenny Vaccaro. Was there, or was there not? And they signed Kenny Vaccaro, and Eric Reed never even got to get there for a workout. Everybody's heard the story of Wally Pipp. Uh, there are occasions where it's just uh, it's just happenstance that leads to somebody who may not have had an opportunity getting an opportunity and then it working out for the future. And, and that might have been the situation here with Reed and Vaccaro. Here's what I will say. Uh, if you go to Eric Reed's Twitter page, it is full of Colin Kaepernick retweets. Uh, he obviously this protest for social injustice uh, to be leveled in this country it's close to his heart. I know that he was involved in the small committee meetings be- between the NFLPA and some of the owners. And I also happen to know, and I know this from sources, that he was very, very outspoken during some of those meetings. And here's the deal. Collusion is a very difficult thing to confirm. You have to have proof. You have to have either written documentation taped audio, whatever it may be, to prove that the owners are actually colluding against these protesting players or the players who are at the forefront of this protest stage during the national anthem. But what you can have, and what is probably present in the NFL currently, is a majority opinion here. That this protest hasn't been great for the league, although it hasn't crushed them. They're still selling their product at astronomical rates. Hmm, right. Uh... It's probably not great as far as the PR goes. So we're going to do the best owner to owner to mitigate some of this damage by maybe not signing some of the players who are at the forefront of this protest. And now, look, everybody loves ice cream, it feels like. you know. And, and just because everybody shares that opinion doesn't mean that we all got together in a room and went, okay, uh, are we all on the same page here? Ice cream's delicious? No. It's just... The tastes are similar, although, and uh, I do believe if you t- if you take a cross section of the ownership, a lot of these guys kind of seem to look and act the same way. And so, I I would say that uh, although the flights and all that can factor in and it can weigh and levy on this situation, the, the truth is there are two very talented players who aren't in football who probably should have jobs and probably has a lot to do with the fact that. Owners or general managers or head coaches feel that it may be a problem for their team if they have them on it. Um, I tell you what, uh, my eyes are going to be glued to the next team that loses their safety to injury. Right. This dude is really good. He's a solid, solid, solid player in the back end. (laughs) He's just sitting there. He's just sitting there in August. 
is just sitting there in August. I'm mindful, by the way, also, I don't know a whole lot off the top of my head of Titans ownership. However, I do know uh, they play in Tennessee, United States of America. Correct. Probably not the ideal spot for Eric Reed. I'll go one further for you. And the helmet rules are going to shift things here for safeties, but it, it was really going that direction last year as well. Bigger corners are being evaluated at an, and prized higher, uh, higher than those big-time safeties who low the, lower the boom. Yep, and he is that. Because they're trying to get that out of this game. And so if, if what happened during the Hall of Fame game remains consistent, that big-hitting safety may have hit himself out of the league. You be careful. You're going to end up being a lawyer for the NFL in their collusion case with points like that. Okay. Uh, it's Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio, James Laurinaitis. Next hour, more of your calls on Urban Next. We've got two very embattled former NFL players to talk about today. One of them ended up being uber successful. The other one, not so much. We'll get to that in a second. It's Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Thankful you're with us here uh, spending some Saturday with us. We're live in the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. If you're waiting on hold to talk about Urban Meyer, hang right there. We're coming to you shortly. James Laurinaitis, eight-year NFL vet, former Ohio State, the Ohio State Buckeye, is going to join us in about 28 minutes. So here are the two embattled former NFL players. One of them goes by the name of Terrell Owens. And, you know, you and I actually share what I would call eh, a somewhat unique opinion about Terrell Owens. Now, it's definitely a minority opinion because yeah. we've we've actually <laughs> I I feel like we might be the only two who who share this opinion. Well, you and I right before the show, we're given the opportunity to be face to face with Mike Singletary. Uh we were impressed by Mike. Right. We, we were impressed by what Mike said. However, we don't necessarily share the same perspective as Mike, which you might expect. He's a Hall of Famer, we're not. He's maybe a little bit more old school than we are. He uh, at least for my speaking, was an actual NFL player I'm not. Um, but I tell you what, I can absolutely respect someone's opinion that Terrell is quote-unquote doing it wrong. And here's what's hard to get across. If you support Terrell Owens, that doesn't mean you're saying, that's what I would do too. I wouldn't have done it this way. No, I would have been in Canton. I would have done the whole enshrinement. I would have had my presenter. I would have done my speech. I would have had my bust uh, unfurled by the look. This this whole thing, the pomp and circumstances, to me, it it really would have been great honor. Absolutely. However, you and I aren't getting inducted into no. the Hall of Fame today. No. So what <laughs> no. we would do is just a wee bit less relevant than what Terrell Owens did decide to do. And I'll just say this. He is bucking a trend. He's bucking a trend, and you'll notice this repeatedly in life. When you buck a trend, you're going to get some pushback. Oh, no question. Because a lot of people just don't like change. You'll hear the word disrespectful a whole lot. Um, I immediately thought when we were talking about this yesterday on our show in San Diego, I was thinking about, well, I thought about Jalen Rose, and I thought about our friend Steve Fisher down there in San Diego who coached Kawhi Leonard at San Diego State and was also the Fab Fives coach. I've heard the direct story from Steve as to how it all came together that overnight 
Michigan went from those John Stockton shorts. Yeah, the shorty shorts. To the uh, the floppy long ones that as a high school basketball player in the Bay Area, when I saw, we immediately went and begged. We begged our coach. Our colors on my high school basketball team in, uh, in San Mateo, California, were orange and black. Right. We wore tight orange shorts. <laughs> Tight orange shorts. That's not great. Like we made Hasselhoff in Baywatch look like he was sagging. He would have blushed. All right. And then the next year, we showed up and got our uniforms, and our home ones were white, and our road ones were black, and they went to our knees, and we sobbed with joy. Yes. See, but when Jalen Rose first brought it up, along with Juwan and Chris Howard and the rest of the gang, what'd they get? They got pushback. This is disrespectful right, right. to the game. This is wrong. This is not the way you're supposed to do it. So you always get that pushback, but time often proves that bucking of the trend to be something rather genius. Well, and innovation is met with reluctance at first. I, even when the world was transferring from the horse-drawn buggy to the automobile, you should have seen the line of people who are saying, that'll never stick. The technology is too expensive. Horses are so reliable. <laughs> well, they and are. Guess, and guess what? Every single person in the United States has a car, you know, barring few. Here's the thing about Terrell Owens. This isn't flippant. This innovation, this idea, this thought process didn't just happen overnight. This was sculpted through time. And he actually gave a tremendous explanation on Friday prior to his speech today. He said, I understand why I've made my decision. He said, I don't expect everyone to agree with it, but... Uh, Again, obviously the criteria in the system put in place for the Hall of Fame in order for guys like me to be inducted, there are guidelines that the writers and the sports writers are supposed to adhere to. This is not about not being inducted on the first or the second ballot, but it's about the process. It's about the process in which guys are nominated and ultimately inducted. There, are, there is a flaw in that system. So this is not only about me, but it's about the guys who went in before me. It's about the guys to come after me, and I can make a stand for those guys so they won't have to go through a situation like I did. Listen to me when I and, and listen to me very carefully when I say this. We just had a conversation with Mike Singletary this morning. I herald Mike just the same as you. He was an amazing player. Mm -hmm. I, I I think his accomplishments were incredible. I've watched tape on Mike Singletary. He was an incredible football player. Right. Deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Also the owner of one of the greatest press conferences ever, but that's beside the point. That's beside yes. the point. That came later. Huh. What Terrell Owens is saying is not that Mike or any of your favorite athletes that have been inducted prior to are less important and that he's trying to sully the Hall of Fame that they all stand in, that he will have a bust in. No, that's not what this is about. It's about singing for your soup after having a great career. It's about having to impress a bunch of writers, a bunch of guys who are sitting in a boardroom every year, once a year, and deciding what names are going to join those greats in Canton. This is actually a much less 
polarizing version of exactly what we saw Kaepernick do, if you think about it. So if I asked anybody on the street, hey, do you like it when unarmed people are uh, getting beaten or shot? I'm pretty no, sure. Yeah, no. no, no the answer would be no. no yes. No, no, I don't like that. Okay, so someone wants to protest it. They're doing it by kneeling during the national anthem. Oh, hold on. I don't like that. All right, now let's go to the Hall of Fame. Hey, do you like it when all of these sports writers who were never teammates of Terrell Owens, who keep telling you he was a bad teammate, do you like it when sports writers who never played it down in the NFL all sit there high and mighty and decide who is and who isn't a Hall of Famer? Well, the answer you're going to get is no. No, you don't like it. Okay, Terrell Owens decided to protest that by not going to Canton when he got enshrined. Oh, hang on a second. I don't really like the way you did that. It's a muted version of the exact same thing, and that's what I find interesting. Everyone's mad about Terrell Owens. His point you agree with, but you just don't like the way he's going about getting the message across. It's a curious situation, like you said, it bucks trends. And like all things that buck, or people or, or times that trends are being bucked, uh, it, it definitely elicits a reaction. And like we mentioned earlier, we met up with Hall of Famer Mike Singletary, who was at the scouting combine for the AAF in the Los Angeles area earlier today. And uh, he's out there. He's the head coach of the Memphis team. And here's what he had to say about Terrell Owens not attending the Hall of Fame and doing a speech from Chattanooga. He's a different guy. He's got his own thoughts. He's got, uh, God bless him. I, I don't really have a whole lot to say about him. I, I celebrate the guys that are there. But I'm, I'm excited for all of the Hall of Famers that are there. Such a great accomplishment. So um, just really excited about that. All right, that's the initial thought. And then the follow-up was, okay, now what if this sets the table for others who might feel the same way to do the same thing in future years? Here's Singletary's response. I hope not. To me, Canton, Ohio is about a lot more than what you did as a player. Canton, to me, speaks more to what they did off the field. And I think there's a, a certain quality of individual that should be at Canton. And I'm hoping that at uh, Canton they, they make a decision that, you know what, there's so many guys that would just want to be in there, hadn't had the opportunity to be in there. If you're not going to be in here, if you're not going to be here, then maybe you're not going to be in here. So we'll see how that goes. But um, going forward, uh, Hall of Fame will always be something very, very, very special. And uh, it has to be treated that way. If you're not going to be here, then maybe you shouldn't be in here. What do you think about that? Listen, it's as clear as a bell. This is a guy who has a bust alongside Terrell or Terrell Owens in Canton. And uh, – this is going to be probably the majority opinion. Look, here's my problem with this. I don't even necessarily necessarily love what Terrell Owens is doing either. I, I It's uncomfortable. I'm used to seeing the pop and circumstance. Everybody fills the stadium now. It used to be on the steps of the Hall of Fame in Canton, but it's become such a ceremony that you can't do it there any longer. People want to see these greats. They want to hear their story. They want to hear what they're going to say. And it really is a memorable experience for a lot of people who follow this game, especially as closely as we do. But here's the deal. I believe in what Terrell Owens is doing. I don't like the fact 
that there are objective opinions out there who are supposed to remain unbiased about some of the things, some of these criteria, and stay true to just voting on the individual greatness of these athletes per their career. And meanwhile, the personality, the unabashed and loud and uh, maybe at times dismissive of the norms personality that Terrell Owens exhibited throughout his career is being weighed and measured against his success on the football field. And for that, I feel what he's doing is actually significant. Well, and again, it's him. How many people right now uh, out about on a Saturday afternoon are wearing a hat or a t-shirt that says, do you? Yeah, a lot. Everybody does that. Oh, hey, yeah, do you, man. And then when somebody does do you, then we don't like it. Terrell's not hurting anybody else. No, no. As a matter of fact, you know that quote I just read from Terrell Owens? They got a hold of him on Friday, like I mentioned, in the Chattanooga area. He was taking 32 kids out for a shopping spree, underprivileged kids. From an area boys and girl club, something like that, right? This is a guy who not only on his mission to sort of buck this trend, go against some of the reasons why maybe he was held out of the Hall of Fame and improve that for future Hall of Famers, but there was philanthropy involved. I don't know. I I don't have a lot against Um, it. It's the football version of LeBron doing the decision. Y'all didn't like it, but there was a million dollars in charity attached to it and who got hurt. Um, All right, more on that coming up. Plus, the other former NFLer who had a very, very different weekend and maybe uh, solidified his future in a very different way. That's coming up next, plus your Urban Meyer phone calls at 877-99 on Fox. James Laurinaitis, in 15 minutes, it's Mark and Rich. (laughs) Okay, welcome back. James Laurinaitis in 10 minutes. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. Yeah, good times. Here we are on Fox Sports Radio. Glad you're with us. That's not a good way to start a conversation about Urban Meyer, like you no, and I just no, cracking yeah. up. Yeah. But you, oh, you, made, you made a funny during the uh, break there. All right. Do what I can. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so do you know what I mean? Does the world know what it means if somebody says, oh, he pulled a Peterman? Do you know what that means? Yeah. Well, yeah. Does yes, it, I do. You know what yeah. that means. Let's test the other room. Uh, hey, Nick. Hey, Gav. Uh, even uh, even Gascon, I know you're bouncing around in there. If I said to you somebody pulled a Peterman, do you know what that means? Uh, I'm guessing you're saying Nathan Peterman. Okay. Uh, from the Bills game. Okay. Yeah. It's the Chargers. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so if you throwing pulled- up ducks. Okay. So Johnny Manziel pulled a Peterman. Uh, thank you. That is a correct answer, Gavin Kinzel. Five interceptions in one half for Peterman against the Chargers last season. <laughs> remember, remember when they were all, yeah, so we don't think Tyrod Taylor's the answer. And then they threw Peterman out there. And, uh, I mean, within like four minutes, they're like, where's Tyrod? Well, uh, what, what we happened was they were like, out there? all right, Tyrod Taylor's failing the test. And so they put Peterman in, and Peterman's – idea was I'm just going to bubble and see and hope some of these are correct. And uh, <laughs> turns out uh, they were not. They right. were incorrect. Hey, you, I'm going to throw to you. If you're not open, I'm still throwing to you. So do your best. <laughs> Here we go. So Johnny Manziel had his big CFL debut, Montreal Alouettes, yesterday, four interceptions and yanked at the half. 
Um, look, I don't even know if I've ever watched a CFL game. I know some of the rules are very different. I'm sure the receivers probably didn't do him any favors. So we can come up with all kinds of excuses. And to Johnny's credit, he didn't. He was very direct afterwards and just said, so that stunk, and I hope that that taste never goes back into my mouth again. But it was interesting. On our way in today, I'm listening to the show right before us. Steve Hartman, Deb Carson were on. And Steve sat there for a good solid 10 minutes and explained why Johnny Manziel still, to this moment, is the next big thing in NFL quarterbacks. Aye, I aye, need, aye. made every excuse you could imagine. And here's why I bring it up. He told a story of Vince Ferragamo years ago having a great year with the Rams, and then he wouldn't get paid the next year by the Rams, so he ended up in the CFL, and his stats went from perfect to awful. And Vince would tell the story of how different things are in the CFL. It's timing. Receivers are running before the snap. Yeah, the and, motion can be towards the line of scrimmage as right. opposed to in the NFL where it's only lateral or you have to be at a standstill. And your protection is probably a little wonky. I mean, these aren't as talented of the as the players you'll get in the NFL. So I understood it from that standpoint. He's like, yeah, Vince was playing NFL. And then the next minute, boom, he's in the CFL. And it's really different. Yep. So, same thing's happening to Johnny. Except for he hasn't been in the NFL in three years. So the problem is, if you're trying to give me the excuse of, well, his timing is knocked off because he's on NFL time and now he has to move to CFL time. Sorry, don't buy it. He's not on NFL time. He has not played NFL football in three years He's been practicing at the CFL and their timing for weeks and weeks and weeks. And in between that, it was just rehab. So I, I like, I'm not here to bury Johnny. No. I hope that somehow there's a wonderful end to this story. But his personal history plus now bad tape equals he's got a hell of a task in front of him. Alcohol is a real drug. Reminder number eight billion. And that's where this stands. You can't have a half like that and come away and be like, oh, timing's off. Yeah, no, no, no. no, no, no. Everything was off. Everything was off. Look, and, and aside from that, the Ferragamo, or look, it doesn't matter who you're going to compare Johnny Manziel to. If you're going to make an accurate comparison, compare him to somebody who is pretty awful at the NFL level because that's what Johnny was. Couldn't hack it. He was among a very long list of quarterbacks that the Browns had drafted or had in their system who underperformed. And so Johnny's quick stint in the NFL was not a positive one. Look, you describe opportunities as windows, and if I were going to give this, uh, place my assertion on what happened last night, or yeah, last night, Friday night, with the Alouettes, the window got really close to being shut. You do that one more time or anything even resembles a performance like that at the right. CFL level, the journey's over. Right, because this is the CFL. Like, it's not the NFL, but it's the CFL. It is. It, like, there's people making money up there. They have jobs they'd like to keep. That's real football. Yes. I, 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 it's, is it to the level that the NFL? Absolutely not. But that's real football. And Johnny Manziel at one point was a real football player. He was a really great college football player. Could not hack it at the time in the NFL. And in the CFL so far, a lower level of football than, than, than professional football here in the States, it's not going well. So that, that window is closing, and it's closing in rapid form because 
there is a whole new crop of college players coming in every single year. And then quarterbacks are being protected better than ever, so they're playing a lot longer. The level of competition in the league at that position may be at its all-time high. James Laurinaitis is going to join us in five minutes. Former Ohio State Buckeye. Really looking forward to finding out his perspective, what he thinks should happen next. We've been talking to a lot of you about that today as well at 877-99 on Fox. Let's get back to you. Marcus, uh, thank you for your patience in St. Paul, Minnesota. Marcus, thanks for calling. What's up? All right, Marcus fell asleep. Okay, like he literally fell asleep. That was an amazing moment. That was an amazing moment in my career. I just pray the man wasn't driving. You know what I mean? Like, uh, was, I mean, he really was on hold for a long time, so I get it, but that was incredible. Yeah. Just please, please cut that. Please, yeah, cut that. We're going to we'll need that, that as a drop. Also, oh my God. the desired effect of the Mark Rich show right here on yes. Fox Sports Radio yes. is, is not to well, put you to sleep. Look, we work together six days a week, so we are a little rhythmic. It might be. We, we are a little rhythmic, and therefore, a natural uh, we, ebb yeah, and flow. we lull them to sleep. Let's go to Rick in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Rick, thank you for calling. First, please state your case. Are you awake? Yes, I am. Awesome. Okay, okay Rick. Good start. Now, good it's start. a good start. It's yeah. like a parlay. You now get to go to the next one. What's up? Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, um, I, yeah I've noticed, you know, I'm not an Ohio State fan. I'm actually uh, I'm more of an NFL fan, but uh, Steelers fan. But I've been listening, and it seems like everybody's really coming down on Urban, and I get it, but I think if you're going to come down on Urban, it's only fair to come down on uh, the AD Gene Smith because that's his boss. And I haven't really heard anybody equal criticism of Gene Smith um, the other thing is, I, I heard somebody alluding to the Penn State thing. Do you guys think this is on par with Penn State? Because I really think it's apples and oranges. Well, uh, I mean, Rich, obviously you, you went to Penn State. Rick, here's what I'd say. I think both of those are actually really fair and good points. Um, Urban Meyer did kind of sell his AD down the river here by the way he's handling this because he said, hey, I, I went to the AD, and therefore the AD didn't do anything either. So, Rick, I think the world might get to the athletic department. It's simply that Urban Meyer, bigger name, uh, and, and was the first line of defense, so therefore we're doing that first. And any comparison to Penn State is simply about a head coach enabling and allowing something that he's aware of on his staff. It's not about the crimes themselves. Um, I don't know how you morally make a list yeah, well, yeah. between domestic violence and, and, well, let's and just put it this child way. abuse. I the mean, similarities all awful. are these are two programs that are headed by – what what will go down in history is some of the best coaches of all time in Paterno and Meyer. And on their staff, they harbored an abuser, whether it be of children or be of women, an abuser. And it wasn't of the players. It was of some some other persons, you know, or person. that That's the similarity here, and that's why there's such a striking uh, outcry for this to be handled with uh, similar tact, because I think there were appropriate actions taken. I think some of it was rushed with the Penn State scandal, but it felt like the people accused and the people who had to come to bear this, uh, the responsibility of that scandal, uh, did so. And 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 that's the hope for this Ohio State thing. However far this goes, whether the athletic department gets involved, whether Sh- Shelly Meyer, Urban's wife, who had knowledge of this situation, whatever assistant coaches, wives. I don't know who's who all in the sum total will be culpable of this, but the hope is that something like this can't happen ever again 
because you made such an example of this situation. What do the guys who played at Ohio State think today? James Laurinaitis will join us in just a moment. Mark and Rich Fox Sports Radio. Right now, David Gascon jumps on in with the latest. I noticed, by the way, Dave, you have not mentioned Tiger Woods today, and that is because Tiger Woods uh, had a horrible day. So uh, I think it was a good decision by you to not mention it. It's it's not a major. No, he's but not it, in contention. Well, he anything. was. He was when we when we woke up this morning. Why? Well, but it's not for a major. He's though. not anymore. Yeah. If he I wins mean, anything, it's a massive story, though. Don't you well, think? I oh think yeah. It, I think it's massive for TV ratings. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I well, think- and also for golf, I mean, if he's winning, ma- uh, not majors, if he's winning tournaments again and he's performing well over weekends, I think all of golf elevates. All, all golfers get more attention when Tiger's doing well. Yeah, certainly the purse doesn't help either. Oh, I mean, no. it does help. I mean, that's. I think that's a matter of fact. A little pay. Work. Golf hater. Well, I'm not. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. Do your, do your thing, golf hater. What? I'm... Do your thing, man. Life under par over yeah. here, dog. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Guys, Major League Baseball right now on FS1. Red Sox about to close out the Yankees. It's 4 nothing. I mean, they got one hit yesterday, pounded out the day before that, and right now Boston's putting it to them 4 nothing. J.D. Martinez is 33rd home run of the season with a solo shot for the home team. San Francisco Giants are without Buster Posey today. He got hit with a foul tip just yesterday against the Diamondbacks. Cardinals have activated Colton Wong off the 10-day DL. Dodgers have placed pitcher Alex Wood on the DL with a left adductor tendonitis. Padres have placed outfielder Will Myers on the DL and recalled Framil Reyes from AAA. Onward we go to the National Football League. Patriots first-round pick Sonny Michelle in a procedure on his knee to drain it out. He'll be sidelined for at least 10 days. Tennessee Titans have signed safety Kenny Vaccaro. Bengals have signed cornerback C.J. Goodwin. He's been on four teams since December. NHL News, Anaheim Ducks signed goaltender John Gibson to an eight-year contract. Average annual value is at $6.4 million. And William Carlson agrees on a one-year deal with the Vegas Golden Knights for just over $5.25 million. All back, right. Back to the golf. Thank you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> tiger yes. lover. It's right, the, right. <laughs> a lot of tiger love over here. A lot of love. A lot of love. Uh, it's the golf barbecue here every Saturday on Fox Sports Radio. We're live, Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more. On car insurance with Geico, go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Uh, but we take a break from golf so that we can uh, talk about the really big thing that's out there right now, which, of course, is Urban Meyer in Ohio State. And James Laurinaitis, who has eight years in the NFL under his belt and a former Buckeye, joins us now. Really glad to have you, James. Thanks so much for doing it. What is your perspective uh, and just your reaction in what you've seen at your alma mater this week? Yeah, well, I, I tell you what, I was uh, I took a red eye flight home on Tuesday night from a from a Fox Sports training for for the fall, and I, I got into Columbus Wednesday morning at about six fifteen a.m. and I was talking to my my co-host on our show. We do a show ten to noon in Columbus. I'm like, well, it's gonna be a pretty lazy show today because you know I'm tired. I know you're tired. <laughs> and the next thing you know, the first break we see a, a Brett McMurphy treat, uh, tweet, and we're like, well, this just got pretty interesting. And, and trying to navigate that when it first came out and then kind of has it all, all played out, um, you know, there, there still are a lot of questions and I don't think they've all been answered. Um, you know, to be honest, on, on one hand, you're saying, goodness, if Urban Meyer covered up domestic violence, then it's a no brainer. And I think everybody can agree on that. On the other hand, uh, it seems like with this latest statement from Urban Meyer that he's kind of saying, look, I, 
I told everybody above me. I did what I was supposed to do, right? I, I told the AD. I told what you assume by he says, but I elevated it to proper channels. That's, I'm reading into those words. By elevating it to proper channels, <laughs> you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm thinking that means athletic director, maybe president, I don't know. But I, I told somebody else, and then if you look at the police reports, there's been no arrests. And so it, he kind of made a statement saying, what else do you want me to do as a head football coach? And if you're mad at me for lying to the media, then, then you're mad at me. I'm sorry. Um, so it's very interesting. Uh, I, I still don't know where the university is on it. Um, during the week, we, my host and I kept kind of trying to say, you know, I don't, I don't think this will carry on too long. But now I get the sense that this might go well into the season as far as their independent investigation. Um, it's very interesting. You haven't heard from Gene Smith. You haven't heard from the school as a whole. And um, I think at the end of this, you're, you're really just trying to hope that, that the in, independent uh, panel – just gets it right. Uh, and I don't know what right is, to be honest with you guys, because I still think there's a lot more to come out. Before uh, James and I are friends, we were foes. James Laronitis joining us. Well, I played at Penn State. He at Ohio State, and we played against each other in the NFL. And now we're in this fraternity of sports media guys, athletes turned broadcasters. And now, again, we have another thing in common. Both our universities uh, have scandals. And, and I remember when the Penn State – scandal broke I felt ashamed of my affiliation with the football program and how people were coming to me as a source of this story I knew some of the characters involved what what are your emotions following this scandal breaking well my my emotions from my my few experiences with Urban Meyer is that um you know, the, the person that I know, albeit on a very limited basis, right, and, and the guy who um, has two daughters himself, I have two daughters, you're, you're hoping that, hey, if you knew this was going on, my goodness, I hope I hope that at the end of the day for for the people that, that you know, Urban Meyer, that, that there's a whole other side of this story. It's hard to imagine that sometimes with the text messages and stuff. I thought, Zach Smith as a whole coming out on SportsCenter and, and saying, I never abused my wife, yet there's also the text that is blatant that Brett McMurphy tweeted out saying um, about the time in Putacana when he strangled her against the wall and him basically saying, yeah, I'm sorry for that. Uh, I, I don't know how you can be that, I guess, out of touch or just blind or arrogant or whatever as a coach and Zach Smith to just blatantly lie about that. Um, and so I guess, you know, Rich, my, my thing has always been is I'm, I'm disappointed in the, in the Ohio State fan that is the blind fanatic who just says, um, and you'll hear from some of them, that's why they're called fanatics, right? And it's not everybody, but if you're, if you're any fan that says, oh, you know, she's lying or she's been paid off or whatever, um, you know, we need to keep urban no matter what, it's just, Come on, let, let's let's let all the facts get out. For one, I mean, if she's lying, then that's a whole other story. But don't just assume because this is a football coach and you want your program to win that this just needs to go away. We we need to get justice if there was domestic violence, and we need to also be level-headed to let the thing play out as well, and not jump to conclusions as we often do in this in this Twitter world of trying to get to the end of the story before it happens. Um, regardless, I think a lot of the PR around Ohio State right now with this, and then the old wrestling doctor uh, with all the scandal there and 100 plus athletes coming out about basically sexual abuse and, and um, stuff from him on, on former athletes has always it's, it's a bad look man on your university and it's hard when you 
give a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and then you love your university, that this stuff, um, you know, is kind of circling it. James Laurinaitis joining us on uh, Fox Sports Radio. James, I am among those that when I see something like this, uh, I do go back to Florida and take a look at things that happened there. And uh, similarly, Urban didn't commit any of these crimes, but we do need to look at a pattern of behavior in terms of how he has handled it when a player or someone on his staff gets into trouble. Is there a standard answer there? What is the right thing for a coach to do when a player or a coach does something really bad? Yeah, well, I think I think for one, you have to you have to report stuff obviously to your boss, um, and then you have to let the police do the work, which I think is what a lot of Ohio State fans are clinging to: is the fact that the Powell Police Department never made an arrest. So now I think a lot of the focus will shift to the Powell Police Department or any of the police departments um, affected by this to say, okay, why weren't there arrests if these photos were shown? Um, To my understanding, it's Ohio law that if there's any evidence of physical harm when they show up, there needs to be an arrest no matter what uh, before an investigation is done. So I don't don't really know where that all stands as far as the police department, how much they're responsible for or... um, you know, at the latest that I saw, they were they were refusing to release some records from 2015 still. Uh, so it's 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 tricky. I I tell you what, the interesting thing here, and this is why this doesn't add up to me a lot of times. And and trust me, I've gone back and forth in my head, and um, and that's why I'm trying to be patient and let this thing kind of all play out, which is hard to do in our in our job, right? You're trying to to figure it out, and talk to a lot of people. Is that when Urban has encountered this with his players, whether it be Storm Klein when he was here, a linebacker who got some domestic uh, stuff, whether it was Carlos Hyde, he actually kicked Carlos Hyde off the team. And then after seeing the video that it actually wasn't, as she said, he let him back on with a suspension. There, there was, um, he's had zero tolerance for this at Ohio state. And, and people keep bringing up a lot of the Florida stuff. And, and look, everyone that knows him said that he's a different person here at Ohio state than when he was at Florida. Um, he's made a bigger deal of the off field stuff. And so when you look at the track record of how zero tolerance he's had with his players, it makes you wonder, okay, well, then why was there not a zero tolerance with Zach Smith? Either you really believe that he didn't do any of these things and that this is just a toxic relationship, or else, you know, who knows? Maybe you had a soft spot for him because he's your mentor's grandson. I, I don't know the answer to those questions. Um, and, and I think, you know, it, people have been giving Herb Street a, lot, a hard time for trying to say, look, I'm not trying to judge until everything comes out. Well, I mean, I can respect and understand that. It doesn't mean there's not a lot of questions. It's just that it's hard to... You're talking about people's characters. You're talking about, obviously, the justice for the victim. Um, you know, goodness, a lot of stuff revolving around Zach. It's just it's a really tricky situation right now, and, and I'm really anxious, to be honest, to see what this independent panel comes out with because no matter what, I just want it to be the truth, and if it's the truth, then the proper decisions need to be made based off that truth. Hey, James, uh, great to have your perspective today. Thank you so much. Yeah, guys, anytime. Right, there he is, James Laurinaitis, former Ohio State Buckeye, joining us on Mark and Rich Fox Sports Radio. Stay with us, 877-99 on Fox. Uh, there is breaking news out of the NBA. She is the highest-ranking official with a flagship franchise, and she is entering the fray. That's next. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> That's our buddy Marcus. That is our guy. Man, whatever we said 
over the last hour. <laughs> I want to know what it is so that I can use it with my four-year-old son tonight when he won't go to sleep. I'll just play the podcast and the Mark and Rich show. And he's going to be out. Is it possible that we've spent so much time on Urban Meyer that it's putting people to sleep? Oh, uh, no, Gavin. he called to talk about Urban Meyer. <laughs> That's yeah, true. yeah, he literally. Point. Yeah, wow, he was... Gavin, that was a passive aggressive statement you just made there. <laughs> you what, yeah. Are you Ur- telling us to move on? <laughs> yeah. Is that just what say, you're saying? We, we got some other topics. Going uh, on. Well, I tell you what, you're going to love what happens right now because we do have a developing uh, piece of information that has nothing to do with even the entire sport of football. Uh, great news, quick way you could save some money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Bummer for you, Marcus. You fell asleep. You're not going to get to hear this. Here's what we got. A statement issued by the Los Angeles Lakers and their CEO and controlling owner, Jeannie Buss, with regard to the tweet that was sent last night by Donald Trump pulling apart LeBron James and Don Lemon, the man who interviewed him. You are fake news. I don't even want to repeat the exact tweet word for word. There's no point in pumping it out there, but he called Don Lemon stupid and said he made LeBron look smart, which ain't easy. Um, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, things like this are, are, are so far past ridiculous, but here we have Jeannie Buss now uh, being forced and being com- feeling compelled to release a statement Uh, to defend LeBron James. Quote, We could not be more proud to have LeBron James as part of our Lakers family. He is an incredibly thoughtful and intelligent leader and clearly appreciates the power that sports has to unite communities and inspire the world to be a better place. Those efforts should be celebrated by all. End quote. Jeannie Buss, CEO, owner of the Lakers. Yeah, look, I I think that is a uh, glowing message of support to the new star they just are earned in free agency. And also, it's a veiled... Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's not even that veiled. If it is a veil, it's pretty thin. Uh, she has definitely thrown some shade at the president. I Look, there's a lot of people who not only disagree with the policy... Uh, the the office has been taken up with. I mean, and that's typical of any any presidency, but also maybe how the office has been used. And I think that's um, I think that's that's being expressed there by Jeannie Buss. I think that LeBron James, overall, off the court, it is very <laughs> difficult to have the opinion that this is an unintelligent person. He's used his platform to help so many people. Yeah, what a week to throw this bomb out yeah, there. Yeah. What a week. Yeah, because he what, opens the I Promise what, School. What a jerk. Where hundreds of children I mean, in know, Akron are yeah. going to receive free schooling, free lunch, free breakfast. Uh, parents are going to be given vocations. Uh, children are going to be bussed in for free within two miles of the school. Like, this, I mean, it might end up being Saint LeBron by the end of this yeah, thing. Who I, knows? It, it, I, would, uh, it would not be difficult for me <laughs> to put together an opinion right now 
that LeBron James is on track to be one of, if not the most important athletes in the history of our nation. I'm going mean, to go like, a step I, further. I, that's not That would not be difficult for me to do. I'm going to go a step further, and I've been saying this for years now. Mind you, before Donald Trump got the office of the presidency, that someday here pretty soon you're going to see an athlete run for a major government position and win because these guys – First of all, I think they connect with uh, the, the people. I think they have a, a pretty good view of society, a lot of them coming from more humble beginnings and elevating to a different life. They've seen it from both sides of the track. They represent our society better than the people who right now end up in office. And so I, I, I do think that, look, LeBron James, I don't know what his mission is after he finishes his career playing <laughs> basketball, but I'll tell you what, as philanth- philanthropic – and as uh, triggered politically as he's been, wouldn't shock me. Well, I tell you what, I wouldn't wish that office on him uh, because I like him too much. I'm too I much. Mean, yeah, it'll I, age you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm too yeah. much of a fan of LeBron <laughs> to wish that office uh, on on him. That's so a lot. Yeah, it's I'm a lot. seeing what you're saying. There's a groundswell though right now. I remember on, when Peyton Manning retired. Yeah. People thought potentially <laughs> a, a, a senatorial career, a, a run at office. A lot of these guys, I'm telling you, they've seen it from humble beginnings, many of them, and they've elevated themselves and connected with people and understand the plight of both uh, their social circles and beyond. And so it'd be interesting. It'll be interesting. And and if Donald Trump has done anything, it's opened the door to outsiders. Look, that's for sure. Hashtag LeBron 2020 has been a thing <laughs> on Twitter all day today. Yeah. So I think that people would love to see it. I don't think there's any chance, obviously, uh, that it does. Isn't he signed through? I mean, he signed with the Lakers right, 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 beyond right, right, 2020. Right, right, that would be a hell of a, you know, to, I mean, maybe in the offseason he could be president. He has that Share player someone else. option. I don't know. Yeah, Who right. knows? Maybe uh, he um, that. All right. Coming up next, there's an entire sport that I don't even believe anymore. I'm a big believer in intuition. We are constantly assessing whether or not we believe something when we see it. Um, and that is often something that we can't define. It's not black and white, right? Like, do you buy that? Eh, that you just kind of like search your your vibe, whatever you're feeling in a situation. There's a sport out there right now. I just I can't get myself to a place where I buy it. More on that in a second. We get very excited around this time every Saturday on I'm the Mark so and Rich Show. We get very excited because we are now about 15 minutes away from a lengthy, lengthy stretch of being able to make fun of our coworkers. Oh, yes. Uh, that's what we do at 415 Pacific, 715 Eastern every single Saturday. Can't wait. Gavin Kinzel compiles uh, some of the uh, hottest takes of the week from Fox Sports Radio, and then we either legitimize them or more often than not, uh, squash them and pour a bunch of water all over the hotness. Like bugs. We are live in the Guy Go Fox Sports. <laughs> so stupid. Guy Go Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Geico.com for a free rate quote. We call that take it or leave it. And so we're going to do that in about 15 minutes. Um, I guess I could say this about the UFC. I'll leave it. Here's why. So yesterday we get the news that every UFC fan has been waiting for. Conor McGregor is back. Okay, good. And so I get it. I, I too, 
like everyone else in the world, kind of stop what I'm doing when Connor's about to do something or say something. Yeah. He's an interesting guy. He's an entertaining, charismatic. I, there's nothing you can say about it. He's an entertaining fellow. Yeah. And his backstory is actually really great and positive, even if you don't like a guy that, for instance, has tailored suits and on the pinstripes is nothing but a bunch of cuss words. Right. Um, so you you may not love the platform that he's built. And some racially charged sure, remarks during sure. the promotion of the Mayweather-McGregor fight. Yeah, this is a guy who's got a checkered past as far as the way he's conducted himself after raising to celebrity status. Hey, not recently, he threw, I believe this was at the Barclays Center, uh, following a promotional event with the UFC that he was not even involved in, where he hurled a garbage can at a tour bus that was taking some fighters away from the event, and people were injured. Yep, yep, yep. At least we were told they were. Uh, it was well, yeah, interesting right. that we never really saw that. Um, but more on that in a second. You know, Conor McGregor, he's got a little Kanye West in him, which is, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it, even if this is going to be controversial, I'm going to say it because it's going to be wonderful promotion. Yes. So that's Conor McGregor. All right, so let's go through the timeline here because Conor is back after weeks and weeks of saying, I'll never be back, which is exactly what a promoter <laughs> does. <laughs> and it's, it's, I mean, like, I mean, talk about the fight game. That that punch was telegraphed. We all saw that one coming. Yeah, raise your hand if you believed that Connor was never going to show up again. Right. None of you have your hands up right now. So uh, Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao did this for a matter of years. Oh, it's never going to happen. Never going to. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And it did. It did many times. Okay. So here's the timeline of just like the last year of Conor McGregor. You just mentioned it. He goes to the Barclays Center. This is after a boxing match that felt very staged. Many said that before it even happened. More said that after it happened. Okay, so the match with Floyd, staged. I watched boxing my entire life. I cut my teeth as not an athlete, but as a, a sports fan. Watching boxing. My parents, they were huge boxing fans. This was in the time of Evander Holyfield, Mike Tyson. The heavyweight class was was really smoking hot, and we bought the pay-per-view fights, and I really enjoyed the sport. And uh, I watched the McGregor-Mayweather fight, and it looked like one guy who was really polished and talented taking it easy <laughs> on another guy who had just learned the pugilistic arts, the sweet science, uh, just mere months before the bout. All right, so if that felt staged, then he shows up at the Barclays Center, as you said. Let me ask you this. What was Connor mad about that day? Boy, it, I can't, it's funny. I can't remember what he was mad about, but I do remember the event. I remember I – remember, <laughs> it's really funny you say that. I, I knew that I, would be your answer. You're bringing me to water. I have no idea what he was upset. I think he was mad at Dana White maybe. <laughs> Neither do uh, I, and nobody else knows either because I don't think there was a reason for Connor to be mad. I think there was a reason for the UFC to make the front page of all the headlines – and that's what hucking a trash can at a bus at a UFC event will do. So now we've got a staged fight 
We've got potentially a staged outburst at Barclays Center. Now flash forward to a couple of weeks ago. He ends up in court in New York. And that goes quietly, however, in such a way that the headlines get released. Oh, Connor pled guilty. Oh, he pled guilty, but did you notice dot, 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 part of the agreement for pleading guilty, nothing ends up on his record. How in American justice do you plead guilty to something and have it not end up on your record? How is that even, how's that on the table of options (laughs) to be like, yes, I'm guilty. Yes, I'll pay the fine. But I want to make sure that nobody ever gets to refer to this ever again. How is that even possible? Well, I I mean, I have seen cases where somebody has to go through some sort of community service or a probation period. And uh, if then at the end of that time, there hasn't been any complicating offenses, your record is expunged. I've heard of that. Okay. Look, I'm not a lawyer, so I've never been hashing these things out with a, a judge but I can say this, this is of the rarest things to happen as far as verdicts go. And isn't it strange that this wonderful slap on the wrist happened three weeks before the UFC decided to say, oh, he's back. It's kind of like Kanye West calling the president a racist a week before he has an album coming out, which he did years ago when W was president. Yep. Okay. So these this timeline just worked perfectly at every step. And I'm sorry. I don't buy it. Look. I don't look, buy any of it. Here's what I buy. I buy the ruthless and brutal fairness of putting on pretty light ounce gloves and walking into an octagon, having the doors locked, and having to face an opponent who's looking to render you unconscious. Okay. So I, I combat sports I, it, at large. I, I pretty much buy the – when it goes to the card and then there's judges involved to see who won a fight, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a huge fan of that because I think there could be corruption, and oftentimes I believe boxing judges have been accused of this. But uh, rest my case on that for a moment to say this. The the sanctity and the purity of the <laughs> UFC, I don't think, is affected all that much by some of this outlandish and very contrived feeling promotion. They okay, do. okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah, I did not mean to say that when you're watching a fight in the UFC, if you're a UFC fan, that what's actually happening in front of you isn't real. I'm not calling it WWE. I'm not. What I am <laughs> saying is... I don't believe the fight with Mayweather. I don't believe the outburst at Barclays. I don't believe the justice system in New York. And I don't believe that Connor woke up a week and a half ago and decided he was coming back. I believe that Connor McGregor decided a year and a half ago, probably the morning after the Mayweather fight, hey, this is how we're going to pave my path Back, back to the UFC. Where I belong. Listen. Which is the UFC. Anybody who's not buying what you're selling to them are probably in the camp of people who think that LeBron James made up his mind to be a Laker the evening he spoke with Magic Johnson when free agency opened. <laughs> because let's be very real. Have a look. 
who did the Cavs make a trade with uh, last season, setting up some space for some big contracts? Oh, uh, the Lakers. Who was playing on the Cavs at that time? Oh, LeBron James, the free agent who landed in L.A. Well, the GM of the Cavs. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah and also, excuse me, acting GM of the Cavs at the time. Not right. only their star yeah, player, yeah. but the, their GM. Uh, who opened a school in Cleveland, or excuse me, Akron, his hometown, uh, after signing a, a multiple-year contract with the Los Angeles Lakers? LeBron James. Look, this was a setup, and it was for years. Uh, you, you talk about telegraphing punches. If you're going to buy that LeBron James, boy, tough decision to make. But Irvin Magic Johnson, you make a strong case, my friend. Let's get this deal sealed before I head off to Europe with my wife. No, 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 no. That's not how these things work. Conor McGregor has elevated himself from a fighter to a business. When businesses make moves, they take years. They oftentimes take take uh, their time even in the moves themselves. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think a lot of this was just just a long way to, to avail himself back to the UFC and have it be with some pomp and circumstance that is trademark of this, this sports league. I think Magic went over to LeBron's house just because nobody uses fax machines anymore. Um, like they needed him in person to sign those documents, right? Yeah. So yeah. Magic was just like, here. We, they say, yeah. They it, say it, they call those wet signatures. Right, They're like, to, we're going to need the pen to the paper right here. Thank and, you. And I need to be a witness to them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can I get a witness? Okay. It is take it or leave it time, and that's next on Mark and Rich Fox Sports Radio. Okay, it's Mark and Rich on Fox Sports Radio. Um, there are a lot of urban. Calls, LeBron calls, a lot of reaction. We want to get to that. We'll do that coming up in about 10 minutes. Still ahead. Can't wait to find out uh, what the guys have learned from us today. That's always a favorite. Uh, But I always like to get right to this because uh, this takes a little bit of time. This is a big moment in our week every week. Let's do it right now. Uh, This is Take It or Leave It. You know we've got the hottest takes in the business, right? I am the greatest effing clown you've ever seen. Wait, what? But how will they stand up to Mark and Rich? It's outrageous, egregious, preposterous. It's time for Take It or Leave It. That's the deal. Take it or leave it. All right, guys. Yeah. Uh, I was going to go for some Rob Parker this week. I oh, thought it was those, time. Those are too easy, though. <laughs> but I leave it. The guy, if Rob said it, I leave it. (laughs) The guy won an award this week. I'd like to applaud him for that. That's true, yes. Congrats to Rob. So it'll be next week where we tear it. We'll get back to ripping him next (laughs) week. This is ridiculous, Gavin. As Robert Brazil is speaking at the Hall of Fame induction ceremony right now, one guy who wasn't there today was Terrell Owens. He was speaking at the University of Tennessee, Chattanooga. Yeah. It's not in Canton, Ohio. No. It is not. Uh, um, he was talking there. He basically ignored the Hall of Fame. He was pretty disrespectful, making his own decision, wanted to do that. Well, the NFL responded by ignoring him uh, in several ways, including the preseason game the other night between the Ravens and the Bears. Uh, uh, it was JT the Brick talking about this, and he's an old school guy, and he said that th- there should be a penalty for this when you ignore the Hall of Fame. And uh, take it on to what he said. 
round of applause for the Hall of Fame Al Michaels for ignoring T.O., who ignored Canton and blew off Canton being the only player ever inducted into the Hall of Fame who's actually alive, not to show up at the induction. I thought that was the right thing to do, ignore him during the introductions. Yeah, I don't think when somebody, if, 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 he, if it's such an awful thing to ignore Canton, why point it out by ignoring him back? There's got to be a penalty when you diss a public hall like that that's so important to the players. It's, to me, it's, he crossed the line yeah. and they cannot, they cannot acknowledge it. Okay, so uh, basically JT is saying it was the right move by the NFL to ignore Terrell, Terrell Owens. Mark, what do you think about this? Take uh, I say uh, Tom won, JT zero. I am leaving this take in a big way. I'm a firm believer in a very, very old adage, which is that an eye for an eye makes everybody go blind. Uh, this is exactly correctly stated by Tom. If you think that there's something wrong with this, if you think this is immature, What's your response? We're going to be immature-er, uh, which is essentially what the Hall of Fame did. This strips the Hall of Fame of everything that they're actually about, which is acknowledgement and respect for what somebody has achieved on the field. Uh, nowhere does it say in the process of the Hall of Fame, oh, by the way, the player must then return that same vibe right back to us. That's not what it's like. Uh, you don't invite someone to your party and then make fun of them when they say they're not coming. This was a bad take, and Terrell Owens had every right to do it his way. The Hall of Fame is a museum that makes all of its money off of the greats whose faces and their likenesses are enshrined in their halls. That's that's the whole purpose. Ter- Terrell Owens is going to be in Canton forever. The fact that he isn't in Canton today, I think is it's fine. I I don't understand why he needs to be in there, be there for his speech. I understand the pomp and circumstance. I understand that it's meaningful from some of the past and present Hall of Famers. And Al Michaels may disagree with what he's doing, but it is unimportant to the Hall of Fame where Terrell Owens does his speech. All that matters is that he provided everybody, the Hall itself included the career he had, and what he does with his enshrinement is his own business as far as I'm concerned. I, I I just don't – I do not understand the uproar over this. I never will. Well, I'd rather be in Tennessee, Chattanooga than Canton, Ohio. I don't know about you. I, I, yeah, sounds like a more <laughs> happening place. That's I'll be I mean. honest. I don't even know where that is. <laughs> it could be in Florida. could be in Tennessee. I'm R- not sure. Rumor has <laughs> it. It is in Tennessee. Rumor has right. it. Somewhere I mean, down there in <laughs> SEC country down there. All right, guys, uh, Colin Cowherd was watching the preseason game the other night, and Lamar Jackson was playing. He did not have uh, that great of a night. Maybe it wasn't as bad as Johnny Manziel's. Maybe he didn't pull a Peterman, but he wasn't that impressive. And uh, he said the Ravens rookie reminds him of Tim Tebow, another running quarterback with poor passing skills. Well, take a listen to this. Let me know what you think if Colin, if uh, Lamar Jackson is the next Tim Tebow. I've said Lamar Jackson's a more talented version of Tim Tebow, and all he gets pushback. Both guys were overdrafted. Both guys are projects, not prospects. Tim Tebow was a project. He was never a prospect. Lamar Jackson's a project. He's not Sam Darnold. He's not Josh Rosen. You watched them last night. He's not even close. Lamar Jackson's not ready to play in the NFL as a starting quarterback. He's not as good as RG3. He's not close. He looked nervous. He's, the best moments were when he ran, just like college. 
He's a project. He's not a prospect. He was overdrafted. He was a second or a third round guy that you give a year and a half to two years of development. And then I think he can, you know, become something. I checked on Twitter last night. Lamar was pretty awful. And all I heard was, we got a new starting quarterback in the NFL. Welcome to 2018. He's not even close to RG3. Okay, Rich, is this an overreaction by Colin Cowherd? Look, I... I, I'm going to leave the take here because you don't know based off of one game in the NFL. What he's doing is he's projecting what Lamar Jackson's career is going to look like based on what he did in college. And uh, I don't know about you, but he played well enough for at least one front office in the NFL. People have spent their entire life studying football to take him in the first round. That says something to me. Now, granted, Tim Tebow, like many other first-round busts, also was projected to do better than he did in the NFL, but that doesn't mean that Lamar Jackson will follow suit. Low percentage, uh, completion percentage in college, there's no question about it. But his added value as a runner cannot be understated. This guy is like greased lightning when he leaves the pocket. He's a lot more like Mike Vick, the electrifying feat than he is like Tim, Tim Tebow, at least to my eyeball test. But we'll see who's right. Uh, I'm going to take this take, and I'm surprised you said that because I know uh, how much trepidation you have when it comes to mobile quarterbacks and moving out and about on an NFL field and getting hit. Uh, I think it's important to uh, restate that Colin's take was not that Lamar Jackson is the next Tim Tebow. His take was that he's a more talented Tim Tebow, and that I will buy. He is more talented at being a quarterback than Tim Tebow. However, this is going to be a long road. I didn't hear anything in there that says Lamar is going to succeed, and I didn't hear anything in there that says Lamar's not going to succeed. What I heard there was, this is going to take a little while. Lamar is not ready. Uh, the big-time NFL throws that are necessary aren't there yet, and the awareness of when to run and when not to run and slide, he took some hits. Not there yet. Doesn't mean we won't get there. Means not there yet. If you're a Raven fan hoping that Lamar Jackson is your starting quarterback this year, uh, you're probably on the wrong track. Well, Earl Thomas is also not there yet, if you're talking about Seahawks camp. He is holding out for a new contract and penned a letter to his fans this week uh, on the Players' Tribune. Did you guys get a chance to read this at all? No, no not yet. No? It's, a, it's a long piece, but basically it details why he's holding out, explaining for a multitude of reasons why he believes that it's time for him to get a new contract. The only problem is his reasoning is ridiculous, which is what Doug Gottlieb said on Thursday. The idea that Earl Thomas goes like, hey, Richard Sherman tore his Achilles tendon and he got cut because of it. And that's why I want a new contract. Those are just non sequiturs. You're 29 years old. You signed a contract that was front loaded. You signed it. If you didn't want a long term deal, don't sign a long term deal. This idea that he's some loyal guy and the Seattle Seahawks should show him some loyalty and give him a long term contract. Like, dude, are we all blind? But the idea that you're owed something because you play a sport to which one play can end it, that doesn't make any sense. And this idea of trade me or give me a contract extension or I won't play, I think he's going to be traded. He'll probably get another deal. Seattle's reworking their, their defense because guys get old and they get gone. That's what happens. Okay, Mark, we'll go back to you. Earl Thomas looking for a new contract. Is his 
Are his claims ridiculous here? So. Uh, well, I'm going to take this take uh, from uh, from Doug, and here's why. He's right. Seattle is reworking their entire defense and their entire identity right now anyway, so I'm not sure what wonderful value Earl Thomas has for them. But what he's also pointing out is Earl Thomas seems to be asking for thank you money. And we talked about this last week. Thank you money exists in the NBA. Kobe Bryant got $50 million when he couldn't run anymore. Kobe! Thank you money does exist at times in Major League Baseball. Barry Bonds got $90 million at age 37. Thank you money, unfortunately, while I feel for you, doesn't exist in the NFL. You can't do it because of the physicality of the sport. I wonder if it's one of the things that's ongoing right now between the Chargers and Antonio Gates, who have been rumored to be getting together for the better part of three months, and they haven't gotten together yet. It's probably because Gates wants some thank you money, and the Chargers don't have any to give because that's not what you do in the NFL. So from that perspective, I'll take the take. You know, I, I will take the take, but I will disagree with one thing you said. Thank you money is available in the NFL, but it really, really depends on what position you play and what organization you play for. There are certain ownerships that will not part with any money that you aren't projected to earn, not money that you already have earned. That's what Earl's asking for. Look, as a show of faith, I have been loyal. I have been here. Legion of Boom, remember me? I should be rewarded for all that effort and then the efforts that I'm going to have moving forward. Yeah, that would be great, but you're not going to give thank you money or you're not going to pay someone for their past performance when they're playing in the defensive secondary. You have to remember, this is a business. Nobody's running out to buy Earl Thomas jerseys every year. Nobody's showing up to CenturyLink Stadium specifically to see Earl Thomas. If this is Russell Wilson, we may be having a different conversation but this is a member of a legion of boom of days of yore who eventually will probably find his way on a different roster if he doesn't get his money straight in seattle take that earl yeah Yeah. wow well by the way i find it interesting that earl thomas is asking for loyalty when he's also flirting with other teams after games he yes exactly you know what i mean he went to jerry jones and said Take me in the yeah. offseason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yo, I'll come get me now. And then you're like, hey, Seattle, how about some loyalty? It's like, how about not flirting with owners of other teams after games? <laughs> yeah, you know, look, I, I don't feel for guys who are I, – I, honestly, like it's not panhandling, but it's it's similar. Right. Look, I mean, if you have something offer and he thinks he does, then go for that. But don't ask someone to pay you on your past performance because that ain't going to work. This guy's going on his third contract at a violent position. You're going to be – underpaid, at least per what you think your value is. You want to talk about loyalties like a husky dog, I'll give you David Gascon, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Here he comes right on time every hour with everything we need. I'm always loyal, man. Yes, you are, man. Probably to a fault. I actually believe that's probably yep. true, although, yep. although... I'll I'll take that as one of my faults. Yeah, because you, know I mean? uh, you trusted your Quest Bar and your soup in front of me, and I just ate it. <laughs> and now it's gone. Fox Sports Radio. And now it's gone. Those Quest Bars are good, though. They are. They delicious. are. Cookies and cream. Oh yeah. my god! I don't know who left that there, but uh, your <laughs> light, your light one Quest Bar. This is one of the great marketing jobs in American grocery store history. <laughs> this entire wall of chocolate bars that are now being called 
energy slash protein <laughs> bars. Like the difference between a Nestle Crunch or a Butterfinger Go and ahead. what you just did is about a centimeter wide. It's oh, one no, 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 about no. a centimeter wide. Oh, and no, there's a whole a, wall. It's no. a different aisle. It's like the Butterfingers no, are over no, there no. and the Quest bars are over here. I'll it's tell the you same right. thing. It's a bar with chocolate all over Mentally, it. Mentally, we are we are <laughs> a gap apart about the as, as far as the span of the Grand Canyon because I feel so much better. <laughs> well, I will it's say organic. One, yeah, it's organic one, chocolate. The one thing I like about the Quest bars is generally they're low in carbs and low in sugar. Oh, it's you know, very hard to find among a lot of the protein. Yeah, bars. especially yeah, Snickers though make them low in carbs. <laughs> <laughs> Are you feeling yourself today, Dave? If not, you should have a Snickers. I, you know. I- you guys left out the cookies, though. Wow. Well, the, the protein <laughs> cookies are pretty damn good, too. I am so glad they started putting protein in cookies. I feel so much better about <laughs> eating cookies now. You know, I feel good having one, but if you go back-to-back with two of them, it's kind of game over. You try those medical cookies that they have at the uh, local stores that are popping up everywhere now? No, Mark. Okay. Have well, you? No. That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, No. <laughs> Goes right to his like visine. No, no I Mark. I have to go to the bathroom now. <laughs> no, no, I do have. I oh do wow, have, I just got this email I, from Fox. All hosts are going to be tested. I do, I do, I do have We're a family member. I do have a family member that has been uh, uh, suggested hmm. to try for medical reasons uh, some different uh, food items. Let's put it that okay. way. I okay. Okay. Yeah. Brownies. Brownies. Yep. Cookies. Yep. And you're doing and I, the By the way, scouting. by the way, by the way, <laughs> by the way, this family member said to me the other day, it's not working, but I am going to still keep the brownies <laughs> around because they're delicious. It's <laughs> like delicious chocolate. That's amazing. Oh God. Hey, good for you. Maybe oh, plus I'm high. <laughs> Out of my mind, high right now. Like, what's not delicious? I'm kind of excited to go to your house for trick or treat yeah, come in October. <laughs> I get the good stuff. I stick it out in a bowl and then I just leave it there and I put a camera on it. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, a couple of things in Major League Baseball. Red Sox have taken the third game in a row against the Yankees. 4-1 was the final. White Sox and Rays underway. It's in the top of the fifth, though, from Tampa. 1-1 is the score. Reds earlier today in a doubleheader. Won game one over the Nationals, 7-1. Cubbies 5-4 over the Padres. Later on tonight, Marlins and Phillies. And this evening from Los Angeles, Astros and Dodgers in game two of their series. Now, online car shopping can be confusing at times. But not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some NFL news. Patriots running back Sonny Michelle underwent a procedure to drain a knee. We'll sideline him for at least 10 days. Uh. Bengals have... Picked well. We would. I'm oh, about. I'm, I'm. I'm. Look at you. You're a I'm fantasy sneaky, snob. I, that's I'm, why. I'm fantasy sneaky, snob. I'm sneaky high on Sony Michelle. Yeah. Look at even you though I, I do have a fantasy rule of no Patriot running backs. That's true. No. Never, 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 never. But I'm sort of intrigued by him. But that injury. Ugh. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. You usually get like three or four know. guys deep, and you yeah, don't know who's it's carrying running it. back by committee over there every year. Yeah, yeah. you can't every trust. position by committee mm. except for quarterback. Wow, wow. yeah, that's Tom. Tom, that's Tom. Titans have signed safety Kenny Vaccaro. Bengals have picked up quarterback C.J. Goodwin. And a couple other notes in the NHL: Ducks have signed goaltender John Gibson to an eight-year deal. William Carlson will stay in Vegas for one year. $5.25 million. And no Serena Williams this weekend. She pulled out of the Rogers Cup hardcourt tournament, setting some personal reasons. So she is not going to be in front of her fans over the weekend. Gentlemen, 
Court is yours. Really, really good stuff, Dave. You don't uh, even mean that anymore. Come, no, man. I do. Oh, no, I do. Uh, I totally time. do. We thank you. We have some stuff in here if you want. Quest bars. After Let's the show, yeah. come get a brownie. Cash God, he's um, never faked yeah. his gratitude. No, my mom, my, always real. My mom made brownies. Come get one after the show. All right, coming to you uh, live, Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. Only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. By the way, you just said it. Tom. 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 You know what I, I, you know what I haven't thought of until now? How great it is that Garoppolo got traded so that we don't have to hear Garoppolo in the Boston accent for the next decade. <laughs> Garoppolo. Like how, uh, how, how would I mean, that go? It, it, Garoppolo. 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 <laughs> I mean, I don't it really. do that yeah, for a decade. It's just That'd a, be awful. It really is a lot. It, 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 <laughs> I mean, we're talking about – it sounds like you're saying it with a brownie in your mouth. Yeah. Well, I am. Paul. <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm, today I'm excited about that. Okay. I'm very excited yeah. about that. Um, let's go to Robert in Arizona. Robert in Arizona wanted to weigh in. We were talking earlier about Jeannie Buss's statement, and, uh, and obviously the last 24 hours, a lot of the comments that have gone back and forth uh, after Donald Trump's tweet uh, about LeBron James. This might have been, uh, at least from a timing perspective – uh, maybe a battle that uh, that that Trump d- doesn't want to get into. This is a pretty popular guy right now. I know that everybody's polarizing in this conversation. But Robert in Arizona, what do you think? Thanks for calling. Hey, Mark. Hey, guys. What's up? Listen, I think LeBron Friday morning went on ABC Good Morning America. Okay. And he spewed for four minutes of how President Trump is trying to divide America. He didn't give any examples. He just spewed that rhetoric. He's lucky, he's important enough that the POTUS, that the president, and as Mr. Obama would say, elections have consequences. Accept it. Consequences. Hmm. Listen, LeBron, with his fancy glasses to make him look brilliant, goes for four minutes. So the president responds. Is he supposed to not respond? He's, he's juggling a lot of stuff. North Korea, <laughs> no Democrat <laughs> voted for the tax decrease. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Listen, 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 no, listen to me, listen to me. I, you know, here's, here's the difference that I think I and you have, and thank you for the call. Uh, sort of. Here's the thought process. When everybody said to LeBron, or I shouldn't say everybody said LeBron James, but the message was actually kind of corroborated by some of the people who agreed with her. But when it was stated that LeBron James should stick to dribbling, uh, early, shut up and dribble. Shut up and dribble. Yeah, Thank Laura, you. Sit. Laura Ingram. Laura Ingram. That's yeah. right. Ingram or Ingram. It doesn't yeah. matter. You say I mean, it fast. It becomes Ingram. So yeah. so Something. yeah. This this uh, you know this Fox News lady she gets out there and says shut up and dribble okay well you know what here's the difference I have here I don't want my athletes necessarily just to stick to sports because sports are entertaining mm-hmm. and I'm actually entertained by learning about who they are as people I want them to do what they do for work but also I want them you know as social media has made them more available to entertain off the court, off the field to play as well. However, when it comes to politics, 
If you just stuck to politics, I'd be just fine with that. Because one job's really, really, really important, and the other one is serving as a source of entertainment. Well, except for the, the, the So if you're going to make the argument that the president should go tit for tat with a paid entertainer, <laughs> it, it's lost on me. I'm, I apologize. Well, I think I, there are more important things to do, like Iran and North Korea and the many things that he was mentioning. Right, right. However, I think that he has approached the presidency the same way a basketball player does approach the NBA. Uh, don't you think? I mean, he, he's approaching it as if he's an entertainer. Uh, listen to any of his speeches. Uh, whether you love him or hate him, they're not about policy. They're not about policy at all. They're just about himself and, you know, throw a couple firebombs and get everybody all excited and then wave. So, um, anyway, uh, I had a big goal today that we weren't going to go <laughs> too far into this, and it is just <laughs> freaking possible. All right, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Okay, Mark and Rich, Fox Sports Radio. Today's been a fun day, even though there's been obviously uh, an undercurrent of a pretty serious subject, uh, which was uh, the main topic in Urban Meyer. What does it mean when Geico says his 15 minutes can save you 15% or more on car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Congrats to all of the Hall of Famers, no matter where you did your speech. Yeah. I, I, I think I feel comfortable agreeing with that. Yeah, congratulations. Terrific careers all. And um, I don't mind where you want to do your speech from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As a matter of fact, I mean, <clears throat> next year, this weekend, uh, should we still be slotted at the same time as speeches are going on while we've been uh, doing the show? If one of the inductees wants to do it from one of these chairs, we'd gladly have him in studio. 100%. You could use my microphone. Absolutely. That is fine. John Lynch. Who else is a Champ Bailey, I think, is up for it next year. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, Why not? I'm into it. Um, of course, Mike Singletary, you heard earlier on this show, he said that uh, he certainly is hoping this does not become a trend. And then with a uh, pretty big quote, said, if you're not there, maybe you shouldn't be in there. Right. Um, so, you know, there is something to sort of scratch your head about in terms of where this is all going. I don't think anybody else is going to do it, but I do believe that Terrell, and this is why I support it, it's le- it's going to lead to discussion. Not discussion about should other guys do this. Right. Discussion about are, are we voting the right way? Um, and, and I think it is totally fair, you know, Former athletes get on media shows all the time and do the whole, well, you never played thing, which I think is unfair. Uh, We're all allowed to experience this and have an opinion. But should we empower people who never played, people who never were teammates, who are calling him a bad teammate? Should we suddenly give those people the sole voice on who has achieved what in the sport. That does not make sense to me. And also imagine this, the conflict of interest that exists between the media and a football player. The media's job is to get a story. Where there's a story, the media is going, and and there is great work to be done in that right. But at the same token, if the story potentially affects the outcome of a game whether it be releasing schemes or ideas, there is a cautious or a cautious, a cautious approach that many players take with the media. So 
you know, that that relationship can be fractured at times. I have some of these guys voting in these Hall of Famers may not have had good relationships with these Hall of Famers during their player co- playing careers. Why do you think Barry Bonds uh, is not in the Hall of Fame and before you say, well, it's because of the steroids, why do you think Barry Bonds uh, missed out on a bunch of MVP awards when he was clearly an MVP? Because of his relationship with the media. Yeah, look, if it's strained many times between athlete and media member, writer. It, it, it just is what it is because they're guarding trade secrets and things that the media would like because it creates better storylines for the fans that enjoy the game and, that, and the media does bridge that gap. The writers do bridge that gap. However, there is a conflict there. And, and if that is going to affect uh, a, a former athlete's standing and and potential induction to the Hall of Fame, then we're doing this wrong. All right. Uh, very excited to uh, find out today what we taught the guys um, because, uh, you know, you you actually ate Jason Smith's expired food. I don't know if that's confirmed, and one of the things definitely wasn't expired. Okay. One All of right. them, we don't <laughs> it's know. It's debatable, but guys, what, uh, what stood out today? Well, I don't want to step on Nick's toes. So, Nick, do you want to go ahead and start? Okay. I want to make sure. No, go ahead. Okay. No, right. you well, no, you hang up first. No. <laughs> I definitely learned that something is causing our listeners to fall asleep. Okay, and yeah. I'm going to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. is my duty as your executive producer to find out what is making them fall Gavin, asleep. that is... Uh, that is going to take a lot of work because <laughs> we don't even wherever you wherever you are, Marcus. If you're awake now, call back in. Gavin needs to talk to. Like you. I could tell by Marcus's snore. Yeah, did you hear the hiccup at the end? Marcus Marcus is an elderly guy, and there, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're elderly, I do get to blame. The falling asleep on you, not us. Well, I I could blame it on the CFL talk we had in the third. Tell hour. you what, he could be a big man. That that sounds that like a- sleep apnea. <laughs> Many offensive yes. linemen struggle but with this. We we are now actively on the search for Marcus's wife. Uh, because we would like to send her a gift basket or something for what she deals with every he night. He needs one of those yeah. giant masks, you know, like you know whatever it is that they strap to your head when you snore. Oh god, like that Laramie CPAP. Tunzel thing. The yeah. CPAP, oh, the CPAP. Machine. CPAP. No, not the gas. <laughs> no, mask. okay. Oh, that was a bong, Mark. That was a bong. <laughs> well, I never would have pegged Rich as you know one of those steal your food type of guys. Yeah. No, yeah. No, 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 no. My God. But one thing I'm kind of depressed about is that. Mark, I mean, so pretty much energy bars are equivalent to a Butterfinger? I'm it's, that's I'm it, depressed it's over It's not equivalent. It is just closer than you think. And don't be depressed about it. There's nothing wrong with a Butterfinger. So when in Rome, have a Butterfinger. Uh, when in Florence, have a Quest bar. I mean, I have Quest it's bars fine. like every day, so I might as well just switch it up to a oh, Snickers. Oh, that's that's why you look the way you do. There's nothing sure, I can do no, about no, that. No, no, no. I mean, also, if you're going to say candy bar is close to a protein, I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, the plastic is close to uh, poison. I mean, it does anything will kill you eventually. Yeah, no, it, this but, is a fair point. If we're all going to stop doing things that are bad for us, right. I'm pretty sure there's really nothing left for us to do. No, no. I'm just going to have a going outside. Some more soup. Dangerous. And steals- 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's Reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.